And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys, and everyone knows the Chill Boys. They've got the bamboo underwear, socks, t-shirts now, and for the first-time purchasers, 15% off, HB15, um, you get 15% off your first purchase with the Chill Boys. So go out and check, the, check out the Chill Boys, um, Chill Boys on Instagram, Twitter, www.chillboys.com get your bamboo stuff great stuff folks you are guaranteed to like it now we'll get into the weekend recap brought to you by beauty status and folks beauty status is an authentic minnesota hockey brand just you know original stuff t-shirts head covers stickers for the man cave flags polos they've got it all Good Minnesota hockey stuff for all the fans out there. Go and check out Beauty Status um, on all socials. Their website is www.beautystatushky.com. Now let's get into our weekend recap. Does anyone want to start us off here? What did you guys get up to on the... Uh, actually, you know what? I forgot. This is a little different podcast for all of us. I got caught up in reading the ads. But for the listeners... Our producer, Jack Mason, he is sick right now. He's out. He can make it. It's been a weird week. Trevor Olson, also sick. So I am in here running this show with, you know, the longtime listener, recurring guest, legend on the show, Casey Perper. Perp, thanks for coming on. Thanks for filling in. It's great to have you here. Yeah, it's always good to be back here at the uh, 10K studios. I feel at home. Third time. Third time's a charm. Maybe this will be the the big one that goes viral, and we take off, and this thing goes to the moon. Should be. And yeah, I mean, and there's no one, there's no one else I'd rather have by my side co-hosting other than Olson, Casey Perper here, and uh, you know, for the folks out there, I'll introduce John after this. But for the folks out there, the last few weeks, I have been shouting out the uh, Grand Forks Italian Moon Whalers Catering. Um, you know, you can skip that red pepper stop. Just head over to the Italian moon. You'll find everything you need there. Um, and a very special guest, John Schult, Minnetonka native. John, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, uh, just like my college hockey career, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that, that's actually similar to all three of us, I think. <laughs> Sounds so yeah, just about right. Um, does anyone want to start us off with their weekend recap? What'd you guys get up to per, what'd you get up to on the weekend? Yeah, so I uh, I had a pretty interesting weekend. I was over in uh, the beautiful college city of Madison, um, but not for what I'm normally going to college cities for. Um, I was there for a little trip to meet a friend's baby. So I had a little bit different look. I could hear the uh, stadium rocking, and um, I was walking through the farmer's market, kind of tore me up inside. But um, overall, it was a great weekend. Um, this is Coley's best friend. They had a baby. Uh, the husband's a phenomenal cook, so I ate some good food, drank some expensive whiskey. Um, but yeah, stayed in a hotel, got Lou running around a little bit, bought him a Wisconsin t-shirt. also got to see one of my former players play. 
um, Vivian Jungles. I went to her game oh, on yeah, Friday night cool. um, for the Wisconsin uh, women's team there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, caught a game. She had an assist. So that was cool to see. Uh, other than that, though, nothing nothing too crazy. Pretty chill weekend in it a is, college town. So. It is kind of funny, you know, when you get a little older, um, you know, your weekend consisted of good food, you know, some nice whiskey. Um, you know, just probably a few years ago. A good weekend would consist of, you know, some free natty ice and, and you know, some smearing off or UV blue out of the bottle. Yeah, but I was, uh, uh, life hits you fast. Yeah, when you have a kid, uh, get that kid to bed and enjoy some expensive whiskey if it's not on your dime, and that's a pretty damn good night. So oh, I'm not complaining there. Take it any day. Yeah. John, what did you get up to this weekend? So I, I don't think I'm quite there yet where food and whiskey is kind of my good weekend. <laughs> but. So the plan was to have a... A chill weekend, you know, just babysit my dog and kind of relax. My girlfriend was out of town for the weekend in Nashville. So Thursday or Friday night, I'm watching the Dahmer series, get that started. Um, just having a relaxing night. And then I get a text from Brandon McManus, one of my buddies. He's like, what are you doing tonight? Want to hang out? I'm like, well, I'm sitting at home watching the Dahmer series. You could come have a beer if you want. He's like, perfect. So he comes over. We have a couple beers. I get invited to go down to North Loop. I'm like, no, manners I'm not manners not letting you stay in that night. <laughs> Dahmer and beer sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he ends up getting me to go out. I'd already told my buddies in North Loop that I'm not coming out. They see that I'm going out in West End, and they're like, "Well, you're halfway here." Next thing you know, I'm down in West End. So, not planned, but okay, works. Saturday, not planning on going out, watching the. The Tommies represent, uh, play the Huskies. Game didn't go as planned, but again, my buddies convinced me to go to Plums. I think I was the oldest person to ever step foot in Plums <laughs> on Saturday night. But Plums is a hell and of a for fun. the listeners who don't know, Plums is a St. Thomas bar down in St. Paul, and um, the maximum age they allow in there is 21 years old <laughs> and it's it's pretty much high schoolers and 21 year olds yep. there and if you're any older you look like a grandpa in there so that's that's unbelievable i love that you were there i mean how was that trying to fit in like were you trying to like fit in with the crowd and say you know the bet like someone tells you something you're like yeah bet yeah i put my <laughs> hat on as high as i could on my head and just walked around there but no i was out of place we <laughs> Ended up leaving pretty early, but for a good reason. I got to watch my brother, oldest brother Joe, run the half marathon down at, in St. Paul. And then we watched the Vikings get a victory at the best bar in St. Paul, Tom Reeds. So it was a good weekend. Tom Reeds is a good spot. Purple and I have uh, watched a few hockey games there together. It's a great a, spot. Had a few beers at Tom Reeds. Yeah, no, good you. Two for ones Not during bad. Vikings, Wild, and Packer games. So Ooh. great spot oh. to watch. I didn't know the Packers were thrown in there. Yeah. I might have to make a stop. I don't know why. A little Sunday of, stop, yeah. Packer game. What a piece of watch, shit watch, Tom Reed is. Watch, <laughs> watch Rodgers sling it around a little bit on a Sunday. Why not? Yeah. Come on. Um, okay, I guess for my weekend now, good weekends, guys. Mine was a... Uh, it was pretty laid back, but I did have a little setback. So I was going to uh, out east to visit my girlfriend. She's... Uh, playing hockey out east there and i went to watch her weekend series um it was so i so i fly out friday at 12 o'clock my original flight was at like 5 p.m on friday and it was a one-way straight to boston i'd get in at like 9 p.m probably get to manchester where she lives at around 10 um 
And I told her my flight, and she's like, ah, yeah, that's, why don't you come earlier? And I'm like, fuck, you're right. I only, you know, I'm leaving. Might as well try to come earlier. So I find an earlier flight, connects me in Raleigh, North North Carolina. Um, So I, you know, we're flying to Raleigh, and when we're landing, it's just a fucking huge storm. I mean, I thought we were going down. It was the scariest shit ever. I don't know how we landed. We landed. I mean, it's just pissing outside. And I'm like, fucking North Carolina. Like, Jesus Christ. Wasn't there just a fucking hurricane in Florida? So I look at the I look at the radar and we are in the middle of Hurricane Ian. It's on land. It's not a hurricane anymore, but it's fucking. So you flew into the eye of I Hurricane flew, Ian. I flew straight into Hurricane Ian and somehow landed. And I was stuck in Raleigh. North Carolina until about two o'clock Saturday. So I flew out on Saturday, had to spend the night in a hotel in Raleigh, wasted the whole weekend essentially. <laughs> That's kind of a nice, nice little thing though. Like getting stuck somewhere, get it, a hotel room. Oh, it, maybe find the hotel bar. There's yeah, a, I mean, by know? myself, you know, and my girlfriend was, oh, I feel so bad. Like, I'm so sorry. Cause she was kind of the one that convinced me to take the flight, but I was like, no, like, it's actually okay. Like I'm just in a hotel room by myself and like, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm doing just fine. One night there, a little hotel bar. <laughs> Not action. bad. Like, I mean, it's a good night. Yeah. I know. I mean, the only tough part was, so I was, I got the hotel at like 6 PM and then, um, I obviously was looking at Ubers to bring me to a bar nearby cause there, <laughs> there's games on of and course. just might as well sit at a bar and watch some games. But, uh, there was no Ubers humming around because of the storm. It was so bad. It was Flash flood warnings. I mean, it was pissing out. Were the bars even open if you were to go? I I don't think they would. I don't think anyone would have been there. So I ended up staying the whole night in my in my uh, hotel room. But then eventually made it out. Made it up to Boston, Manchester. Um, watched my girlfriend play a couple hockey games, which was funny because you know before this I had never seen her play. Um, but she plays the exact same game as I did when I was in school. You know, just hard on D, meat and potatoes, good. You know, good skating, good stick, but just, you know, not really the offensive touch there. And, you know, I was watching, I was just laughing like, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Our, our kids are fucked. <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, are we having kids? Well, you know, we've talked about it. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, if we do have kids, they will not be stick handlers. We're going to put them back in the blue line, maybe even a fucking goalie. I don't know. But uh, that might be a little too far. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. That's crazy talk. We're yeah. too normal for that. Yeah. Uh, um, well, let's let's move on to the fun stuff. Brought to you by Butter Golf, and everyone knows Butter Golf is Jordan Schmaltz's brand, golf brand. He's playing overseas right now, hockey. He's still working on the brand, coming out with new drops next spring. Keep an eye out. There's still some good stuff left, but he is selling out on his original stuff. So if you do want some of this Butter Golf stuff. Make sure to get out to buttergolf.com and on the socials. Um, it's just unbelievable stuff, and a bunch of NHL players are going to be wearing it, so you're not going to want to miss out. Let's move on to the fun stuff, um, and we're going to go to we're going to go to predictions here. But I do want to bring up last week's predictions. So last week we we picked North Dakota, Manitoba, Minnesota, Lindenwood, and Wisconsin Lakehead. Um, Ols. Ols and I tied on the North Dakota Manitoba series. Mace won the Minnesota Lindenwood series, and Ols nailed it on the head 
with the Wisconsin Lakehead series. He called a 3-2 Lakehead win, which is what happened. And Wisconsin lost. Wisconsin lost. I did not see that. I didn't see that. Wisconsin lost to Lakehead. I don't even know what that is, but they lost and Ols called it. And I was laughing because I was going to call the same thing because for some reason, Wisconsin seems like they're in absolute shambles. They have not figured it out since that year. They completely took a nosedive. They've never been able to get it back right. You guys didn't even know where Lakehead was. I don't know where it is. Do you Thunder know? Bay on yeah I knew yeah this. okay Thunder Bay yeah they, you guys went, didn't know where Lindenwood was either no Come on. Missouri I mean Olsen knew how the fuck am I supposed to know where Lindenwood is Missouri they're, they're I know D1 where, I know where are they really yeah, they're I know D1 where Lindenwood now. Lindenwood is, yeah. well I mean they're Edgar. pretty well known. so how many teams got added in D1 recently you got St. Thomas Lindenwood Long Island Augustana, is fairly Long Island. recent. Augustana's D one too. Yeah, yeah it will be running, next year. Yeah. yeah, running independent this year. Or are they still in that LA that LAU Long Island University is D one now? Yep, yep. independent. Mm-hmm. And then Augustana will be added. What to league CCHA. are those teams going to play in? It's a good question. I think Augustana. Did they actually get a, a CCHA? CCHA? Yep. Yeah, they got CCHA. And St. Thomas, where are they right They're now? They're CCHA. CCHA yeah. as well. Yeah. CCHA yeah. is actually pretty solid right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the best team in CCHA right now? Mankato. They've kind of ran. Oh, yeah, I suppose they're. that's the old WCHA. I should know this more. I think the preseason had Northern ranked two in the CCHA. Oh. I got that on the alumni bulletin, so I'm pretty fired up about that. Okay, so we'll get into our predictions here for this this weekend here. We've got two one-game shots, and then the third one's going to be a series call. Um, The first game... It's in a tournament, Denver versus Notre Dame. I'm we're gonna pick scores here. I'm gonna pick um Denver three two. I just think I, I think Notre Dame's Notre Dame's tough, they're always good, but Denver's nationally ranked number one. They're supposed to be unbelievable. Um they're gonna squeak out a three two win at the start of the season here. Um, am I picking on behalf of Olsen or am I my own person? You're your own person, but Olsen is going to have to eat your he's gonna pick. Eat, he's going to eat my scores. Um, I think I'm going to go, let's go Fighting Irish. Let's okay. Go, uh, let's go 2-1. I don't I don't have a reason. I'm a Rudy guy. I'm an, I'm an Irish guy myself. <laughs> So people don't know this about Perp, but I almost wore his, the Rudy jacket his just go, because of this pick. His go-to Halloween costume is wearing the Notre Dame Letterman jacket and <laughs> being Rudy because he does look like Rudy. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> and it's one of the best Halloween it's, costumes I'll, you could possibly. I'll have. wear that costume. The jacket was three hundred bucks. I'm wearing that costume. It's authentic. It's like movie quality. It'll be my costume till I die. I'll wear it has movie. to be. Yeah, it has that to has be. to be your like yeah. your mo. Like you're always Rudy for Halloween. I, I have to. Be. And you know, Lou, your your son. Once he gets old, he's gonna make fun of you. It's like, oh, <laughs> fucking Rudy's coming out, and Rudy, sure enough, is gonna come out. He's gonna me. bring friends over and like, yeah, just ignore my dad. He's such a loser. <laughs> he wears that jacket every year. <laughs> All right, I'll kind of go off the cuff. You guys had maybe low scoring, so I think Denver might be a little tired from there. National championship run. Right. I know it is in Denver. This is the research that I did. Oh man, it's in Denver, so Tough there spot should to be play. some elevation in play. But I, I still think the Fighting Irish and Chase Let's Primo go. pull it off five four. Five four. Okay, wow. I like that. A barn burner. I like mm-hmm. that too. Now, part of me um, really wants Notre Dame to win because I do kind of hate Denver, 
just being an NCHC rival. Um, but I also do favor the NCHC. I want them to do well, and I want the the league to look strong for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Understandable. So it's a it's a tough one for me. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be butthurt whoever wins that game, which is nice. We'll move on to the next one: Boston College versus Quinnipiac. One game shot. Who do you guys got? I'm gonna go with Quinnipiac. Um, I like Quinnipiac. They've been uh, they've been good. I mean, they were what were they ranked last year? Top. Did they make the Frozen Four? God, I don't. I don't think they did. But they're. I know. You know, Schloss. So Brad Schlossman, the North Dakota beat beat writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year he picked Denver to win it all, and people were like, Jeez, "The fuck are you talking what about?" A tough pick. Well, at the start of the season, it was a bad pick because people thought Denver was going to be bad. Yeah, but it's Denver. They're never bad. That's true. But they end up winning, and now he looks smart. So he picked Quinnipiac to win it all this year. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to go Quinnipiac. I mean, when you initially told us these games that we were going to have to pick, the main reason I'm not picking BC is childhood trauma. I I hate Boston College. I Three frozen fours as a kid, going to watch North Dakota and Milwaukee, St. Louis, Denver, knocked UND out on the first night. And as a kid, that was like heartbreak city. You're so fired up, heading to the Frozen Four with your friends. I mean, Paul cried at one of them. Paul Ledoux cried at one of the Frozen Fours. That's how passionate that kid is. Oh, yeah. I mean, Boston College pretty much ripped our childhood apart. All we wanted was a North Dakota National Championship. Boston College took it away. Not I'll, today. I'll, ne- I'll never pick them. It would, yeah, I like that. And, and a funny story, we had Ryan Duncan on um, in the past. And he played for those North Dakota teams. He went to the Frozen Four three times, lost to BC yeah. three times. Those I mean, were, I can't. Those ima- are the three Frozen Four. I can't I'm imagine. About. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go. What score did you did you pick a oh, score? I didn't there? give you a score. I'm gonna go. I don't even know if Boston College is ranked. I'm gonna go five one Quinnipiac. Oh, wow. Gosh, I was gonna go something similar because. You know, I'm going to kind of shit on Boston College a little bit here, but, you know, with a program that storied and that good with the recruiting that the recruiting abilities they have, they've been shit the past few years. Um, I don't think there's any excuse. I don't know why they're bad. I'm going to ride that train, though, because I'm not a fan. I do like some of the players that have played there in the past, but I'm also going to go Quinnipiac. I'm going to say uh, 4-2. All right. So it looks like we're uh, unanimous on Quinnipiac because I'm also going to go Quinnipiac. I couldn't really come up with a reason. Um, one of my roommates in the past at Fargo, he's on Quinnipiac now, so that's probably it. My other reason, uh, BC doesn't have Johnny Goudreau anymore, so I'm going 2-1 Quinnipiac. I like it. Good call. And then we're going to go on to the uh, local match here, the Minnesota Gophers versus Mankato. And we're just going to pick, you know, what what do you think the series is going to end up? Um, I'll start us off. I think the Gophers are going to sweep 2-0. They're ranked nationally really high. They're playing – I think they're playing at Mariucci. It might be split series. It's home and home. Home and home. Yep. Home and home. Yep. Um, I don't know. Mankato just got blown out by Omaha, I think, 7-3, 7-2 or something. Credit to John there. He's an yeah. Omaha guy. Nice. But um, I just – I think the Minnesota – the Gophers just have too much for Mankato this year. Yeah, I think uh, – I my heart wants to go Mankato just for the same reason that you uh, would like to see Denver win. It would be nice to see CCHA 
you know, knock off a Big Ten, knock off the Gophers. But I think, I don't know, I have that funny feeling that this might be, I don't know if it's the Gophers year, but it feels like they've built up. They got a couple, I think they, I don't know. I just think they're that team this year that might have it. They've got some really good young guys. Exactly. And I don't think Mankato, I don't know. I honestly don't know because Mankato is one of those teams where they like bring recruits from God knows where. But um, yeah, I just don't think they're going to be the Mankato that made a run last year and the years before. I think they'll be good, but probably still win the CCHA. But I'm going to have to go go for sweep. Um, Are we doing scores or just a sweep? No, just sweep. Just, just, just got to call it right. All right, so my reasoning also might be skewed. Not really looking at the current form of the teams. I know the Gophers are young, good. I know Mankato just lost Dryden McKay and a couple of their older, uh, strong guys. But I hate the Big Ten. They ripped away WCHA hockey from me. It's I blame it all on them. Uh, I really hate that. I but hate the Gophers. It is all their fault. It I is mean, all their it, fault. It, it they fucked up a good thing. One of the best things. Big, big, yeah. you know, congrats. You got your TV rights. Now you're playing in front of empty stadiums. You're yeah. fucking happy. Yeah. It's one of the As worst they should things. be. Yeah. They were selling it out every game that I went to growing up. Every game that I'd go to St. Cloud and watch the Gophers, they'd sell it out. They were selling out Bemidji. Yeah. Every time they would play in the WCHA, that was a sold out game. And now they're playing in front of empty stadiums. Yeah, they got their TV rights. But for that reason, I'm going Mankato. Sweep. Because I think they're going to squeak one out up at Mariucci or whatever it's called now. 3M Arena. Is it 3M? Is it it's it's it changed? Well, it's 3M at Mariucci, yeah. I think. Like, uh, again. 3M got the naming rights, but it's still like Mariucci. Yeah. Like, Fucking you know. sellouts. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then the number one rule in college hockey, you don't lose at home on a Saturday night. I like it. Cato's going to fucking blow them out game two at home, and they're going to go do their weird little thing in the underground or whatever that bar is. I, I love that call. That's I'm excited to watch now to see what happens. I almost, want, I almost want to go down to Mariucci on Friday night. I might. Okay, so now we'll move on to the next one, Nail Gun of the Week. Um, does anyone have? Does anyone want to start us off? Do you want me to start us off? I can start with the nail gun of the week. So I watched a video on Twitter. Most of my nail gun of the weeks are just from Twitter because I'm surfing it all the time. But um, there's this Chinese, there's these like six year old Chinese kids in in class, and in China they're teaching these kids um, synchronized physical mobility work. Well, these like five six year olds in China, and there's like fucking thirty of them. They're dribbling two balls and they're like juggling them in back and forth and they're like doing different lunges and stuff and like with two basketballs in their hands, like they can like, and they you can tell they've been practicing this for a while and to see something like that, I mean I don't think there's anything like that in America where we we've got kids doing that type of shit. Um, I don't know. I mean that's just incredible to get these kids to be able to do that type of shit. I mean, there's like, no. How do they buy into that? Like, I don't. I don't know how they get these kids to listen. You know, like if you're telling American little kids to do this stuff, they're like, "Fuck you!" They literally like, say, "There's like you, picking boogers and like <laughs> flicking." It's like, how are they that much more mature? Yelling McDonald's at yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes into you know, American kids are a little more spoiled than yeah. other countries, maybe. but yeah. maybe a little. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's my. 
that's my nail gun of the week for this week. I was just amazed by what I saw on there. And um, I don't know. I could watch that video for days and I might share it again. It's just, it's just incredible. That was incredible. So my nail gun of the week here. I know you're not going to take this because you're a fucking <laughs> Packer fan. But my nail gun of the week is the upright at Hotspur Stadium. Oh. Yeah. The double, there it is. The double doink. It's good to see another one. There hasn't been one since the Chicago Bears lost in playoffs with the double doink, and that is just what the Vikings needed to go 3-1. First time Kirk Cousins has ever started 3-1 in his career. Vikings growing 16-1. Quote me on that. Tweet it. I don't care. 16-1. Hopefully the uh, upright stay hot for the Packers this weekend. <laughs> yeah. The Packer and the Packer in London this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Packer in London. All right, should I go nail gun? Yeah. All right, nail gun. I got a. I actually got two separate nail guns. If that's all right. Yeah, that's and perfect. both include two people. Love that. So my first nail gun is the guy who caught Aaron Judge's sixty-second home run ball. I'm a Yankee fan. He probably now wants to kill me, this guy over here. What's this guy's um, problem? <laughs> so I've been following this for a while. I've been waiting on it. You actually came over to my house and we caught Judges 61st right at the right moment. Caught it right at the moment. Right at the right oh. moment. Um, but the fact that this guy just caught the ball, pretty much shrugged off everybody, $2 million offers in his face, and he's just like, I don't no. I have no idea what I'm going to do with this ball, which yeah. I respect because I think if I had that ball – I think I just put it on my shelf for a while. I think I'd let people sweat. I think I'd let it build. I don't. 100%. I don't. I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd just hang on to that ball. My other nail gun from that exact moment was the guy who jumped out of the stands because <laughs> that is a fucking nails move to be like, okay, here it comes. I'm gonna jump. What is it? Ten plus feet oh, to yeah. the ground. Like as he saw the ball coming, he just. Jumped right off the fucking wall. Yeah. The ball didn't even end close. up. In, didn't even end up on the ground. So this guy fucking falls down to the floor, or whatever. <laughs> but what a move! Like to have that in your head. Like if this is a first row shot, like I'm jumping. I'm gonna. Well, he was clearly watching the Blue Jays guy who basically had it in his glove oh, yeah. and just. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure where he got that, it. From. That's like a yeah, you know like that Blue Jays drop. So you catch that ball. I mean, is it is it worth it here? You catch that ball, the sixty first home run. It's like a 20-foot drop down. I mean, are you willing to break a couple legs to catch that ball? Because if you catch that ball, it's it's a couple million dollars in your hand. It's. I mean, it's crazy. Like, that's like having a lottery ticket, like, blow away in the wind and, like, lose it. Like Yeah. I mean, that ball hitting your glove is... And then who gets it? I mean, the ball, the Blue Jays game, the a guy for the Blue Jays, like a coach, just picked it up, just went and handed it to, like... Staff oh, no one like, got it. No one got the sixty-one. I mean, the Yankees probably have it now, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's nightmare fuel for that. Guy. I mean, he. How do you even? How do you get over that? You can't sleep. It's like the guy who lost his Bitcoin wallet. Oh my god! That's who had really like a hundred million dollars in it? It's like how how can you go to sleep knowing the next night knowing money. you just like you were like a centimeter away from collecting that amount of money. Imagine you're just trying to make rent too. Like you're just you're struggling to get oh. by. You got a Bitcoin wallet that could change. Your life. <laughs> oh my! So my question here: what What if he misses it? Right? 
And then he just goes, you know what, I'm going to do it. And jumps down and lands on it, breaks a leg at the same time, but has the ball. Do oh, they take it away from him? I don't for think jumping so. Out? I think, well, I think he's, see, that's I interesting though, because yeah. I don't know. I know that the rules in the MLB are once the ball goes over the wall and a fan has it, like that's their right as a fan to catch the ball. Like they're not obligated to give it back. Yeah. But I don't know if they jump over. Like, what if staff just walks up and yeah. like, "Hey, man, you're That's you're, ours. <laughs> you're, uh, you're in the bullpen. Give us that ball." <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, sorry I, about your leg, pal. That, that we'll, might, uh, we'll call you the ambulance yeah. here, but you're uh, that you might, have to give that ball back. That's probably the rule. I mean, if you jump down in the bullpen, they'd probably put you in jail, and then they'd be like, "Okay, empty your pockets. Give us the ball. We're taking that, and you're just fucked." That's somewhere you probably gotta read the rules and regulations before yeah. have everything in mind. Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to those games, you got to do your research a little bit. Like, especially if you have like a home run porch spot, like you don't want to jump over the railing if you can't even get the ball. No. I mean, maybe the guy was 10 deep and just made a decision, I guess. I don't know. I feel like we might have done the same when we went to that Yankees game back in the day. (laughs) Perp and I went to a Twins Yankees game a couple years ago, Wednesday night. And. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll have like two beers and then go home after the game. And game ends up going into like fourteen innings. And just the game's back. like, what? What was the game like? It was like fourteen to twelve. Fourteen to twelve. It was just an insane game. Back and forth. Like we end up leaving the stadium after like twelve beers, just crippled on a t- <laughs> Wednesday. I had night. Coley <laughs> texting me like, she's already in bed. Like, when are you coming home? I oh. thought you said the game would be done by like ten thirty. We it's left. Like 1 we left at like one a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. Something <laughs> that was nuts. Um, okay, well, good good nail guns of the week. Hold now. on, I had another nail gun. Okay, I just yeah, want to make yeah. a quick shout out. Um, this will be quick. One of our best friends lost a baby about a year and a half ago, and they went through a pregnancy the last year nine months. Um, one of the worst imaginable things that could ever happen to someone. I just want to shout them out because that's fucking nails. They just had a he- healthy, happy baby. Mom's doing great. Um, Justin Moody, Haley Moody, congratulations. Yeah. Milo Moody's an absolute stud. Love you guys. Yeah, great shout out there. You know, not too long ago. I mean, that wasn't even. I mean, it was even a. It was almost like just a year ago. They lo- they had the miscarriage and. I don't know. I I can't I can't imagine the the courage it takes to try again right after that. Um but really happy it worked out for him and now obviously Moody's just in complete dad mode and um you know overloading the Snapchat with Milo snaps which is great but uh Love to see it. It's uh yeah, that's just a feel good moment for sure when when you saw that baby come out cuz I know Moods was keeping us pretty updated on the first one. Um, and this one, it, we were kind of in the dark. We didn't really know when it was coming cause he yeah. kind of kept it secret and, um, it happened just, just a great feel good moment. But, yep. uh, we'll move on to the next one. Just a little discussion here. Um, and I wanted to know, I just, I thought about this because I've gotten an argument with people before, but, uh, so when ice cream, when ice cream melts, is it still considered ice cream or is it just cream because it's not iced anymore? I, I honestly don't even know if I get it. Like, is it cream to begin with or is it just sugar and milk? Or no, is it, I mean, or is sugar and milk cream? When, when is, I think I, I know what you're saying. And well, I have, ice, I have ice cream is called ice cream because it's cream that's ice, that's frozen and it's cold. But is it, yeah, I get, I mean, 
Is it iced cream? I don't. It's ice cream. So, I mean, why so do you good. think like, it's you don't serve it warm? It's ice. So good. It's fucking frozen. I know. I'm confused. You're drinking or you're you're eating your ice cream cone, right? Yeah. And it spills on your shirt, and I go, "Hey, what's that on your shirt?" Yeah, some cream on your shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> See that would be weird. You're not gonna say that. So so if you if you you know scoop a bowl of ice cream in your bowl, it's vanilla ice cream, say, and you just scoop it into your bowl and you let it sit overnight for like three days, and then all of a sudden you know you come back to it and it kind of looks like a bowl of milk. Is that still ice cream in the bowl or is it just fucking cream? I mean, it's not I ice mean, anymore. I mean, just ask your your own brain that question. Have you ever like had a melted bowl of ice cream and stood up and been like let me pour this cream down the sink like that's never happened well it's i mean a little bit i mean if it's... it's the remnants of ice cream this isn't water and ice this isn't this isn't like solid liquid gas this but is i just, mean there's a reason they the call same... it there's a reason they call it ice cream that's true because right? it's frozen <laughs> yeah but it's still not cream it's still the ingredient it is cream though. i think I mean, you're taking was... i think you're taking the ice part too seriously i i agree but okay answer my yeah, question yeah, okay, okay you spill ice cream on your shirt what's on your shirt hey you got some cream on your shirt <laughs> <laughs> no yeah you're right I you mean, got ice cream on your shirt i just always wondered you know what it's just i think about dumb things like this it's yeah. like well it's ice cream if it's not frozen in ice it's not ice cream anymore it's just fucking cream maybe when they turn the cream and i mean the same like what do you what do you what do you call your coffee creamer it's it's fucking vanilla hazelnut if you froze it it probably tastes like fucking ice cream (laughs) all right that's a great argument i don't think it was but what do you call your what do you call in your fucking if your creamer if you you what do you call in your creamer for your ice cream if you froze cream and coffee it would just be a frozen. It'd be a frozen drink. It literally looked like an ice cube. That's true. Ice cream is soft. But like this is like. So know. then, I mean, is cream and coffee not cream? Because I mean, cream is kind of like a sm- soft, like substance. It's not like f- it's not a hard not milk. Yeah, but it's just a name. Ice cream is just a name. Okay. Is it yeah. not? I mean, that's where we're trying to get down to here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to have a debate here. I'd say once they turn the cream into ice cream, from then on out, that cream is now promoted for the rest of its life to ice cream. Even if it melts. I like that. Yeah, that's I actually like that. that's actually a good way they to look give it at it. They give it a bash. Yeah. Once it's once it's turned into ice cream. It's given the it's given the the name, the title. Yeah, because ice cream and it never goes back. Because mm-hmm. here's the other part. Like cream like there's actually like there's cream like that's actually like a thing is do you even put real cream into ice cream i actually don't know i'm actually yeah asking. i mean ice cream is made from so cream. like so a I bunch mean, of sugar yeah right it's but the so same like, thing essentially as coffee cream i mean is it yeah i mean essentially it's it's nearly the same thing that's it so i just could go home and whip some cream and ice quip cream and sugar together and yeah. put it in the freezer well you'd have to well, there's a little sure. different properties there. I don't know the chemistry well enough, but in the texture, but I do know it. It is very similar. I mean, ice cream is made out of milk and and sugar, and that's what cream is. All right. Well, then I don't know. Maybe we make a poll. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll make a poll on Twitter and see what people think. We'll think move on to the next yeah. one. Um, I I thought about this just just looking at our past presidents. Um, you know that run this that run the entire comp the country. What age are you at your absolute peak? Considering experience, wisdom, knowledge, physical mobility, health. Um, what age are you at your your absolute best? You know, your your brains. It's got all this knowledge. It's got all this wisdom, but you can you still have your motor functions. What age are you guys picking? Um, I honestly don't know. I know it's not like seventy eight, um, <laughs> but for me, I think I don't think I've reached my peak. I think my peak might be unreachable, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physically, maybe, but if you were to like continue with your physical, like you know, well-being and have it at its peak. Also have like your best like wealth of knowledge and perspective on the world. And then, you know, for me, we've talked about this. You love to give me a hard time about it, but like having a kid's a whole new perspective on like everything. For sure. So I would say it probably, and I'm probably wrong, but I would say maybe like 38, like 37. Like you can still be like a physical specimen if you, want to yeah. be like there's guys out there that are absolute you know freaks in their late 30s early 40s they're in great shape they've also done and seen everything that goes on in your 20s and 30s yeah and then you're also like you know at a point where you can kind of like look to the future and understand where like that perspective comes from too for know? sure so i would say i'm gonna go with 38 hopefully i'm at my peak at 38 i don't really I, say it, but I think that's a good answer. You gave good reasons. <laughs> I do. Um, very debatable topic. For sure. Insanely debatable topic. <laughs> John, do you, you, have, a, do you have a certain age you're thinking right now? So I actually got a call from Peter Tome on the way over here, and this was the one that I was wrestling with. I was like, I don't know. Like Sometimes I feel like my peak was when I was 18. Like, yeah. yeah, In for high sure. school, the world ahead of me. I think that your peak is... Right before you start waking up and you don't want to do whatever you're doing. I don't know if I'll ever reach that, like you said. Yeah, I mean, that's a very – I love that point, actually. I hope that I never peak. I yeah. hope that it's just a slow – and maybe I did one of these when I was in, and in it college could, hockey. And, but. And it, that's a good point. It, it very well could be just a slow, gradual, like your life just kind of always gets – you figure things out more, always kind of gets a little better. Yeah, but if I ever wake up and I just like don't want to do what I'm doing, then I think before that happened, then I peaked. But again, I hope that my life just keeps going like this, which I think it has. I don't know about you guys, for me at least. Yeah. And once that day comes where I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed today, I think that that's when I peaked. And then I'll, I'm going to text you, I'm text both you guys and be like, all right, guys. This is the age. Might have, might have peaked, boys. <laughs> we're gonna get, we're, peaked. We're, we're gonna get a text. Remember, we're gonna be like sixty-eight. We're gonna be like, yeah. who the fuck's this? He's gonna be like, boys, I think I just peaked. You guys, wanna, you guys want to come celebrate my peak? <laughs> who the fuck is this? Beer, beers tells, are on me. Tells us his name. We were just like, yeah. we're like what? 
still don't know like well, who's this <laughs> by the way i think i figured out the ice cream cream situation you yeah. gotta you gotta get yeah. over here he, he never lets this night go he's yeah. like he's, his whole life's based on it he's, <laughs> i think if that was the case tonight would be my peak so 25 yeah um 25 is a good peak. so i, yeah. I mean i have a number picked out for this just because so in my numbers based on everything it's based on you know your ability to find happiness your perspective on life what you care about, what you do. And for my age, I do want to state, um, I think your brain and your mind brings you a lot further than your physical ability. So I have experience and wisdom and, you know, all that stuff in your brain. I have that, you know, that's a heavier weight than your physical ability. For sure. Which is why I'm going to pick 55 years old. Oh. Um, obviously like, you know, like Gordy Howe was playing in the NHL at 50. So you're, you know, you're 55. You, you can still, you know, lift, you lift weights, you can walk around fine. Your knees might hurt or whatever. But I think that's when you have gathered the most information and you still have your body intact to where you're not limping around or whatever. And I just think that's the, the peak age and in the, in the, reason why I asked this question was because I was kind of thinking about the presidents of the United States and, you know, all these presidents are 70, 75 years old. And it's like, when you think about the peak, 80, 80 some of them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and, and when you think about the peak mental capacity of a human, <laughs> Joe Biden's about to be what? 90, <laughs> yeah. 93? I think he turns 80 this year. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, even Trump's old and all everyone else in the past. Yeah. I mean, other than Barack Obama, I think was one of the youngest other than JFK. JFK yeah. um, but it just, you know, it, it makes me wonder, like, why aren't we as a country electing like 55, 60 year olds as presidents like, who are still kind of in their, you know, they're in their prime. They're still moving around while their brain's working properly. It's, a, it's like, how are we electing? The most, the most insane part is like the argument of like, that they're just figureheads anyway. And if they are, why wouldn't you want like the strongest, most well-speaking, yeah. smart guy that there is? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> if he's going to be a figurehead. I don't know about Dwayne. But <laughs> I mean, I think... Give me Vin Diesel. Personally, I, th- <laughs> personally, I think Dwayne's going to make a run at, at some point. At some yeah. point. Yeah, so he's that type of guy. Oh, you know, he's 100%. like, eventually he's going to get a little older and he's going to be like... I could be president for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, that, amount, probably not that amount of confidence yeah. that that guy walks around with. Well, and, and that's the part of, that's the thing about presidents, you know, like if you even run for president, you are the most fucking egocentric person in the world. Like the smartest guy, the smartest 10% of people in the U.S., they, they're not running for president. They don't they, want it. They, they don't know it's a head. joke of a job. They don't You're, want that headache. No, they don't want that headache. It's, you can't win the half the country's mad at you, half's happy. Whatever you do is wrong. The smartest people don't want that job. It's all, you know, I mean, last year we're, we're picking from Trump and Biden. And then the year before it's Trump and Hillary. It's like, are these the two best candidates are, we can get? I don't these, think These so. are the two best Americans. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah, it's I mean, would be no. Yeah. And that's when you kind of realize whoever's the president, I mean, it does matter a little bit, but it's like, are they affecting our life? I mean, maybe in ga- I don't know gas prices or whatever. It's, yeah. it's mostly your governor, who you're, yeah. whatever state you're living in. That's who you're kind of abiding by. So, back to the peak age thing, we've we for sure established it's somewhere between 
25 and 55 though yeah so yeah. it's some, nowhere past it, it's not it can't 60 be. no i mean and you may enjoy your life at 60 like you may have a great life you may be in boca raton golfing every day like what a no and i think yeah even when you're 60 you probably have a better perspective on and that's why i chose 55 because even when you're i think when you're 40 and whatever you still don't necessarily appreciate what makes you happy the little things but i think yeah a lot of the older people do kind of appreciate those little things that make their life good. Um, and that's something I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I don't necessarily have, you know, like my grandma and grandpa are happy when they, you know, pick a fresh apple off a tree. It's like, <laughs> that's not going to make me happy I've at been, 27. Unfortunately, I've been too stimulated in my life to be happy when I pick an apple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's, that's true, that's so true. we've, we've, We've brought ourselves too far. It's almost like the, uh, you know, when you get a little older, you get a little money and, you know, you're in college, you're drinking Bush Light and uh, Kharkov, and then you start making money and you upgrade to maybe uh, Grey Goose and uh, even Bud Light, Stella, Stella and and then someone hands you a Natty Ice or a Kharkov and you're like, oh my God, I can't drink that. I'm too fucking prestigious for that. Yeah, I do act like that because, like, I pretty much only drink Bud Light, which is crazy because it's, like, the same thing as Bush Light. (laughs) But but for some reason, I only buy This guy likes the Yankees, the Packers, and he doesn't like Bush Light. Well, I like Bush Light. All right, all right. I like Bush Light. I just... So, (laughs) Perp is a funny human being because, you know, everything he supports and believes, you'd think, like, you're like, all right, this guy's a fucking loser. (laughs) (laughs) Packers fan, Yankees fan, um, you know, any other sports team that's he's a Chicago Blackhawks fan back in the Taves Kane days. Tell me tell me you're a Lakers fan. I I was. That was a fun team to watch. He was he and he's a LeBron LeBron fan in baseball and basketball. So whatever team LeBron's on. I'm a Timberwolves fan too. Yeah, yeah. So and then he's got all these other things that you're like, God, is this guy a fucking nerd? But he's actually you know, people wouldn't believe it, but he's actually one of the one of the coolest guys you'll meet. So he went um, to Northern Michigan, and I have yet to meet a shitty guy <laughs> that went to Northern Michigan. So. Northern's a place full of interesting characters. Salt, salt, <laughs> salt of the earth. Yeah, 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 big time. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. We went on a little tangent there. <laughs> um, okay, favorite chirp on the ice that you've heard? Do you guys have anything? I mean, I know mine. But uh, I'll, I'll start us off, I guess, since you guys look like you're thinking. My favorite chirp on the ice was always, um, you know, for people who don't know, the listeners, when you play on the national development team and you're playing in the USHL, every team hates you because all the kids are committed to college and we're, we're looked at as, you know, these these cocky little fucking 18-year-olds that are in high school, which we were 100%. Um, we deserved all the hate, no doubt. But uh, all the guys on our team, you know, some of the guys would have offers from 10 different schools, and we'd be playing these USHL teams, and a guy would chirp them, and a lot of the guys would be like, hey, you committed anywhere, bro? <laughs> oh, you're not? I got a couple scholarships. I don't need all of them. You want one of my scholarships, bro? Like you can fucking have one of them. I, I'm not going to use this one. I mean, you you could fucking have it. That was my favorite one because 
it was so cocky, but it was so funny because these guys get so pissed. And it's just like, you're playing on this cocky ass team of these, you know, 18 year olds who think they're the best in the world. And there's, we're all so cocky. And you're saying that chirp, like, which one of my scholarships you want, bud? Like, <laughs> You want one of these? Like, I don't even want it. And I, I was never one to say that, um, just because I was never one of the great players on the team. But I always <laughs> used to laugh. Goes I was to North to, Dakota. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I always yeah. used to laugh at when when the the skilled players would say it because it's like that guy has nothing to say back. Yeah. I mean, oh, what yeah. can you and say? What is he going to do? Fight him? <laughs> yeah, He's like, cage. You yeah. can't do anything. You know? like, uh, that was that was always my favorite chirp in hockey, and I mean, there's there's so many, but I think uh, I think for me, it's it's similar. There, but it was always against me or against somebody on our team. I remember we were playing Wisconsin one time, and a guy lined up to next to a guy in a faceoff, and uh, he just like asked me, he's like, "Hey, how old are you, bud?" Just casually, I was rattled like the entire time because <laughs> like yeah. I was like 24 at the time. <laughs> I was like. Hey, nothing, I did. I just looked at him. I was that, like, just look, just look down. Like knew he was an eighteen-year-old kid. <laughs> Anytime a young guy would be like, like we play the development team. Well, fucking like they'd, older you. They'd come up to Northern and be like, "How old are you, bud?" And I'd be like, "Fuck you, fuck you, man." <laughs> yeah. like, just always rattled me inside a little bit, but I also kind of yeah. get a laugh out it was of it. Really but, yeah. but yeah, it was always a good one when they just ask you, like, if a young kid when I was like a twenty-three, twenty-four-year-old in college would ask me how old I was, I'd be like. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking old. That's but. great shit. I mean, I, I can say, you know, I wish I was one of those witty chirpers on the ice. The worst, the worst. I wasn't saying shit out there. The worst was when it was anyone. The worst is when it was just a casual, like, how old are you? And you'd be like, I'll take a look in the mirror. I'd be like, fuck, 24? What am I doing out here? These, kids, <laughs> these are kids out here playing. <laughs> oh, that's so, good. So I think, to, like, the, the best chirps. Get the reaction of either getting the guy super pissed off or make him look at you and just laugh, right? I think one of my best chirps, I don't know, it's probably not super original, but playing against North Dakota, Hayden Shaw comes, lines up on the blue line next to us. And you can explain the joke probably better than me, but I just I just go, hey, Shawzy, so are you and your dad going to go find an SP team to play on after this year or what? <laughs> That's unbelievable. I've never, met, I've never met him, heard nothing yeah. but good things, but he just kind of looks at me and he goes, <laughs> just, we both start laughing. Yeah. So and we, both know, Shazi, and we both know Shazi. Yeah. You never met him now to this day. Shazi definitely loved that one. He definitely oh, yeah. heard it. It was like, That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I guess for the listeners who don't know, um, Hayden Shaw played at North Dakota, and his dad was the assistant coach on the team. So he did eat a couple of those chirps, you know, fucking dad, the coach shit, um, which would be tough. I mean, I don't know if I'd like playing for my dad if he's the coach, but but he deserved, like he very well deserved to be. He deserved there. to be on the team. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's a he is an unbelievable hell of a player. Yeah. Hell of a player. But, I, I mean, mean, he's playing. Is yeah. he still playing somewhere? Is he, yeah. Is he, I yeah. mean, it, it would be different. I don't think Shazi would take it as well if he didn't really deserve to be there and he knew you like it was just because his dad is the coach. 
But he was there completely because he yeah. should have been there. Well, right. well, so he was able to laugh was off he not, those chirps. Was he not but... there before his dad came in? or was No, he, his was first it... year was his dad's first year coaching. <laughs> that's, that's and his funny. dad coached the USHL team he played for. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that's right. I so I'd say, See, I didn't know that whole background. I... But but his dad, his dad coached in the NHL for a while. His dad's an unbelievable coach. Oh, so yeah. it was like... It wasn't like that obvious. It it wasn't one of those situations which I mean I've been in some of those situations where it was like Oh, hundred percent, yeah. The kids the coach's kid is on the team and he's terrible and it's like I don't know yeah. this kid should be here. Yeah. But. Like Shaw's he's an all time guy. He's not yeah. like your he's not like your coach's kid, like no. He's not like a hard O, like he's like actually like a big time. Oh, he is the yeah. exact opposite yeah. of the coach's kid. <laughs> yeah, it's but that was I mean that's that's all time. That's actually, you said that to, that's, that's actually that's a, hilarious. I trip. wish I could have heard that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of my other favorites were, uh, you know, we used to play. So we used to play Omaha and um, what's his name? VC. Tyler Vessel or Tyler Tyler Vessel. Yeah. Tyler Vessel oh, yeah, was yeah. on VC Omaha. Was, VC was like Harvard. Yeah. Tyler Vessel's on Omaha and his girlfriend from Shattuck. Came to UND to play soccer. And she was at UND. So, like, every time we play Omaha, every guy's like, oh, yeah, Vessel, fuck. Getting your, girlf- <laughs> getting your girlfriend over later tonight, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, those are always funny. Like, when you oh, hear those, yeah. you're like, oh. When you were on the outside, <laughs> yeah. looking, you're on the bench, you're kind of like. When it's not, you're like, oh, that's, that's oh. funny. <laughs> when you're on the bench, you're literally, you, you just like sit there, like, you probably going over there later. <laughs> Yeah, boss is heading home. And yeah, girlfriend's in town for the night. You almost like you feel bad. You're like, ah, fuck that. But he's tough. on your team. So like, just like, oh. you know what? This guy went to college and he has a girlfriend that's going to another college. That's a rookie mistake. That's a tough. That's a tough play. <laughs> uh, rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, John. Let's get back into your. Let's get into your career here. So, obviously from Minnetonka. Um. You know, you played juniors at in the BCHL, played in the USHL a little bit, played in Omaha, played in St. Thomas. So you've had a, a little bit of a ride. Um, let's go over some of the Minnetonka years. Um, just growing up, just what it's like to, you know, I mean, everyone knows in the in the Twin Cities, hockey's, you know, everything to mm-hmm. if you're a hockey player and you're a hockey person. Um and, and especially Minnetonka. I mean, Minnetonka is such a powerhouse school that, um, you know, everyone in the state of Minnesota knows, you know, what's it like growing up there and just knowing, you know, you're playing hockey for Minnetonka. Like, mm-hmm. at what age did you kind of figure out or kind of realize, like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start pursuing hockey and um, I'm going to take this seriously and this is what I want to do. Yeah. So growing up, my parents always had us playing Every single sport, we'd play baseball in the summer, hockey in the winter, and then we'd play soccer, football, kind of sprinkle that in there. Um, my dad would put a batting cage up in the summer, and then as soon as it was cold enough, we'd put a hockey rink in our backyard, and that was kind of the the place where everyone would come hang out. We'd converted our basement into a warming house, and it was literally the hangout spot my entire life growing up, but I never really made the decision to just stick with hockey until I think my sophomore year when I had to get shoulder surgery after the hockey season. And that kind of made it so I couldn't play baseball anymore. But our parents never really wanted us to specialize. We'd always 
play baseball in the summer. Like we'd always have our hockey friends playing these super high caliber triple A teams. Like some that I can think of are like the machine or blades, but we'd kind of just do it for fun. And then they kind of let us pick what we liked the best. Yeah. And it wasn't super clear early on. Right. Yeah. And that's interesting um, for the listeners who don't know. And I, this, this podcast is about John, but his brother is Jimmy Schultz, um, the captain of St. Cloud, um, Hobie Baker award finalist, just an unbelievable hockey player. Um, and so you have two older brothers, yep. right? Yep. Two older brothers, one younger brother. So. so, I mean, I don't, I don't know much about your oldest, mm-hmm. your oldest brother, but, uh, Jimmy, I know Jimmy a little bit, just playing against him in college and, and obviously he's in St. Cloud, same year I was. So we played against each other a ton and got to know Jimmy a little bit. He's just the, you know, the ultimate competitor and leader and professional. I mean, from my, you know, what I noticed out of Jimmy, you know, every time I saw him, he was professional and he's standing upright and doing the right things. And, and he's probably the hardest working guy in the room. Um, did some of this, you know, did some of this influence you seeing Jimmy doing any of this or, you know, like, were you trying to be like him a little bit yeah. or? Oh, 100%. So I think it started off with Joe. Like Joe was the oldest one of us. He made Minnetonka as a freshman, something that none of my other brothers did, which is kind of unheard of. Like usually at Minnetonka, you play Bantams your second year you play your second year Bantams. You don't play high school as a freshman. Joe made it as a freshman. And then he got second place in the, the tourney, something that me and Jimmy never got to make uh, his sophomore year. So he was committed to tech, played in the USHL at the time. Like I was watching the USHL just thinking like, this is the coolest thing yeah, yeah. that I could ever imagine. Yeah. Right. So Jimmy kind of always had Joe to look up to. Uh, I kind of always had Jimmy to look up to, and I would like to think that Jake had me to look up to, but I think I might have been a little bit of a bad influence on Jake. I don't know. (laughs) Jake, I hope I was a good influence. I normally try to make the right decisions, but uh, honestly, just we all bonded over hockey, and like that was kind of our thing. Like We'd play each other in the backyard. We'd always do – so my mom also played hockey. My dad was a football player at St. Cloud, but my mom played with us, and we'd have four brothers. So we'd put two guys on one team in our backyard, two guys on the other. My mom would go on one side. My dad would go on the other side. And the last game of the night, um, we'd say, all right, loser of this game has to scrape the ice. And scraping the ice... It's terrible. Fucking sucks. (laughs) Like, you got to shovel it and get everything off. Like... So this last game was just always like prison rules. Like everyone, like guys were hitting each other, like slashing each other. It reminded me of longest yard. Yeah. Yeah. Like just nothing go, like anything goes, whatever. Mom get into it too. She was playing dirty. (laughs) She was kind of the ref, even though she was on one side. Mom's probably trying to get him to calm down. And And my dad's kind of just like, Yeah. yeah. There's, easy there's nothing better than that brother fucking rivalry. Oh, like the, you, like you'll never go harder against another person in your life other than your brother. Because you know you can see, do. That's it. where we differ. Like you, you obviously, I didn't know you had all those brothers. I you know you have brothers. 
I just got two sisters. I yeah. I didn't have that, which I'm I'm extremely jealous of because that sounds like you telling that story about just playing hockey with your family, like for yeah. for scraping the ice, sounds like an all like an all time thing. Like I now want four boys. Yeah, I, like that sounds that's like an unbelievable. And thing. we had lights, like so we could play however long we wanted. Oh to. yeah. And it was just incredible. But, like, Tonka had so many good guys. Like, I, the, the guys that I grew up watching, like Jake Gardner specifically, we had Max Gardner, Justin Hall, my brother. Like, my brother's yeah. team that... Vinny Letary. I was hoping uh, Ols was going to be here because they beat him in Hockey Day, Minnesota. Yeah. At Pagel in front of the most packed barn that I've ever seen. They were actually having to kick people out. The fire marshals were like, it's not safe that this many people are in this building. <laughs> and Pagel's, and not, wax and Pagel's not like huge. No, it's not huge. Yeah. It was just, but like incredible. So, Ols, if you're watching this, <laughs> go Skippers. <laughs> <laughs> Funny part is, Ols Ol, is for sure taking it personal. Ols is going to listen to this. He's going to be like, God damn it. I, I got to be there to he's, defend myself. Yeah, he's pissed. He's like literally biting his tongue right now oh because he loves the duluth these days i would too if i you know i i mean it sounds like i mean you're from minnetonga perp played at a unbelievable grand forks central team and um nothing against east grand forks and east grand forks is a great hockey program but i was growing up we were never really involved in any of the the big time games you know and that stuff so i don't take it as seriously but if i was on one of those teams like you guys were i mean That'd be the biggest deal alive. Well, it's funny because like, like I'm coaching on the girls' side now, but like mm-hmm. I'll catch like a like we'll get back from like coaching, like playing whoever Benilde over an SLP, and we'll come back to Braemar, and Tonka's playing Edina at Braemar. Third period, like walk out the Zamboni gate from the Hornets' nest, and I'm like, holy shit! It's it was, juiced like, in there. I mean, like it's, a, it's more full than I mean, it's more full than sixty percent of college for games. sure. It and was, like, and everyone's into it. Like it's like, and you got the student sections going. It's oh. like the atmosphere at Braemar one night when I walked in there and they're playing Tonka. And I actually think, so this is my first year coaching and Edina was playing Tonka. And I think it was one, two or vice versa. I can't remember on the boys side. And that place was rocking. It was like midwinter. Like, I don't know. It, I mean, it just made me think like, this is another another ball game over here in high school hockey. Yeah. Like this is like it was a, a college. At, it was a college atmosphere. Every yeah. like we're been, playing yeah. late conference. So you're playing every like home and home with every team. Like it was as close to college as it gets. Oh yeah, for sure. And every like there's so many guys that are going to go on to the NHL. Yeah. Like half these rosters are all playing D1. Like yeah, the skill level so high. Yeah, like that's like that's like the difference. Like yeah, like you look at like some of the North Dakota games, like our team, like we had some skill. I mean, high end guys, but like you go to like a Minnetonka, Edina, Minnetonka, EP back in, whatever back in the day, like these guys are yeah f- first round draft picks playing yeah. in that game. Well, you that's, got, like yeah, and that's like when you talk about guys leaving high school early to to play juniors, it's like if you're playing in some of those games. You're not fucking leaving. I mean, yeah. I, if I'm playing in those games, I ain't fucking leaving. Like yeah. I'm staying. I'm playing. Yeah. Like, J- like J- you can't miss out on that. I mean, that's something you can't playing no. in front of those those high school fans. And honestly, I I played I played high school football and was a sophomore in East Grand Forks, and we had a much better fan base um, for the football games in East Grand Forks. And we were we went to state that year. We were unreal. And then the hockey season, you know, we 
we lost out in semifinals. So we weren't that great, but we were really good in football. And it was like, those were the best years of my life. Right. I was like, everyone's at the game. We were really good. And it's just like everyone, you know, like yeah. all the parents, you know, all the people you grew you up around, like they're all around the, you can't beat that like high school atmosphere where, you no. know, everyone in that student section, you know, everyone up in the stands, you know, like, like people in the opposite oh. side student section. Cause yeah. if you're in the cities, you probably, I mean, John probably oh, knows yeah, like you know so many yeah. Dinah girls. There's like so many Dinah guys that he played yeah. on the blades with whatever. Nope. Never played in the blades. <laughs> Gage. I'm thinking maybe that's when you peaked. <laughs> oh, we did, found Gage's peak. Did Gage peak in high school? My peak was definitely when I was 15 years old, starting QB for the East Grand <laughs> Forks varsity football QB1. team. Went to state first time since 04. And they won it when that we year. won it that year at the dome. At the dome, won it. I was there. Who knocked you guys off? First time back at state. Um, we make it to state. We beat we beat Thief River in the Alaris Center. Two touchdowns, not a big deal. Passing or running? Both running. <laughs> of course, it's high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I had, I had a 1,000 yards passing, a 1,000 yards rushing. Oh, okay. Jesus. Not bad up. for, you know, a 5'11", 150-pound sophomore quarterback. But yeah, that's uh, the, I think it's definitely when he peaked. I think we found oh, it's 100. Year. He's explaining the peak right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, I always tell people when they ask me, I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, hockey wasn't my favorite sport. It was definitely football because – you know, when I was playing hockey, my role was box out guys in front of the net, play good D, make a good breakout pass. Chip it off the glass. It's not very rewarding. <laughs> well, when I was playing football, I'm the quarterback. I'm scoring touchdowns. Josh just, you know, I've got these celebrations going. <laughs> like, I'm just doing different celebrations. Like, every game, it's like the best thing ever. It's like if you're if you're a goal scorer in hockey, like, yeah, oh, play as long as you can. But I always tell people, it's like, I was blocking shots and boxing guys out. Like I'm not playing this. Like it's terrible. But if <laughs> yeah, I'm scoring goals and raising my stick above my head, like at that point you're playing for the off ice benefits. Like that's that I, was I all. Feel like, yeah. I feel like that's like a mutual consensus of guys that kept playing or keep playing. It's like you're only playing for 100%. the off ice benefits. We talk about hockey here. Well, well, both. Well, both. And yeah, I have talked. Who plays to, hockey for the off ice? Yeah, benefits. yeah. Come and, on, I, and, and it was funny. I mean, we talked about this on, on the podcast, but my coach in Ann Arbor used to always drill into our heads. You know, he's like, you either enjoy being a hockey player or you enjoy playing hockey, <laughs> and you're not going to be that good if you enjoy being a hockey player and you don't enjoy playing hockey. And whenever, you know, whenever he'd say that, I'm just thinking in my head, like <laughs> I am fucked. Cause I love, <laughs> I love being a hockey player. Yeah, you know, like, you're walking around like, Oh, oh what are you doing? I wish play I wish, hockey. You? <laughs> I wish you would have talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew I was fucked right away. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't really enjoy playing hockey that much, but I love being a hockey player. <laughs> We're sitting here using it as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I, I don't want to get strewed or I don't, I want to get skewed, but I, I did love playing the games. It, it just, when I was playing football, it, it was just unbelievable. And, and, uh, yeah, but then we got to state, so we made it to state. We go to St. Cloud and we play in the outdoor stadium in St. Cloud to go to the Metrodome. It's the quarterfinals of the state tournament. And you had the wrong cleats and you couldn't run. And it's a fucking blizzard. <laughs> damn just straight blizzard you can see in front of you and the team we played it was albany um right outside of st cloud 
they ran this hurry up offense and they just ran like did 10 you, did you have a spot on d no straight really? quarterback they couldn't, wouldn't let me play D. Couldn't tackle, huh? They wouldn't let me play D. I, I wanted. I mean, my favorite position in football is D because you just get to hammer guys who aren't looking Agree. for it, right? Like, yeah. you just get to tackle a guy who's not yeah. looking to get tackled. Um, but yeah, they wouldn't put me on. They wouldn't put me on D just because I was a young, kind of a smaller kid back in the day, and uh, it would have been a little too much. But yeah, we we went to St. Cloud as a blizzard. This Albany team runs a hurry-up offense, and they just run a you know two running backs, f- fullback, and they just run it right up the shoot the whole game. <laughs> and their line is just you know they're they're calling like quick quick snaps, like you know they they won't even say red forty two or whatever. They just fucking snap the ball and run right at you. The old silent count stifled the silent camp i mean they 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 went like 10 drives and they'd average six yards a down and they just keep doing it every fucking down they beat us 49 to 7 yikes um so it was a tough outing in state but we were still pretty pretty proud of ourselves going to state because we beat Fief River and Micah Ranum and those guys who played on the Elite League team I, when I we know, played. I actually know Micah. Yeah, big guy, scary guy. He he used to fucking hammer me. Teddy bear though. Yeah. What a great guy. Oh yeah. So great when we guy. used when we played in the in the in the regular season, you know, they they fucking beat us. I think it was like 28 to 6 and they just fucking stomped us. But when we got the Alaris Center, we fucking took it to them and got to state and they were much better than us. So it was like a big deal. We're like, "Oh, made it to state and then we just got fucking pounded but that was, that was definitely the peak for think, for me 15 years old 100 percent. i think what made gage pick hockey is he played at the alara center and then he saw the ralph Engelstad and he was like all right this might be the better i, I want he I was want, he I was, want that one. He was falling asleep on the yeah. sidelines when he was on D. When the yeah. team was on D. No, it was honestly like when I was picking because I I did want to play football. I actually, I actually have. I'm not going to do it right now, but I have a PSA to the University of North Dakota and the city of Grand Forks. Next time I'm on this podcast, but I'm going to save it right now. I already know what it's going to be about. It's going to be you know abolishing the Alaris Center and going back to the Memorial, All right. playing but no, but, outdoor but games. But, and I agree. But let's get back to yeah. Let's get back to the topic here. But we can do that next time. But I'm going to make a major PSA to the city of Grand Forks, and I hope it goes viral. And I hope they make me university planner because I could make Grand Forks sick. But who's the AD? Shout him out here. I actually don't know. Uh, Bill Chavez. Chaves. Chavez. 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 Chaves. Yeah. yeah. But, Great dude, though. Great dude. But I have a plan, so anyway. Okay, yeah, let's get back on track here with um, John's career. So obviously he plays at Minnetonka. Um, and then you go on to the BCHL to start out. Yep. You know, obviously you're looking at the USHL, and you said your brother had played. I don't know where Joe. So two Joe falls, and Jimmy. Two Falls, Omaha. They were, Joe played before him, and then they played each other for a year. And... So I played a little bit after the high school season in the Null. And not that there's anything wrong with the Null. Nothing. But I was playing at Minnesota for the Minnesota Magicians, living at my parents' house. And I was just like, man. The same juniors. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't what I want. <laughs> and I've seen pictures of Vancouver and British Columbia. And that's what I want. Yeah. 
And I've also heard the drinking age there is 19. <laughs> and I turned 19 in February. So <laughs> went up there. Yeah. Went up there on like this weird little tryout with Jimmy and end up getting a team to sign me and had the time of my life for two years. Like we're super competitive, uh, like making a ton of good friends. My billet house was a fucking mansion. One of those houses where I had a key fob on my keychain, and I had to click the button to open the gate. Oh my God. That's the, that's what you dream about to going to juniors to get that house. Oh. Yeah. And oh, that's amazing. Like they filmed a Netflix show at this house, Donnie oh and Krista. God. Love you guys. It was an incredible experience. But after two years there, um, where'd you play? What's Langley? Langley. We had this great arena and then the Vancouver, uh, what, what is it? Giants. Yeah. yeah. They ended up buying out our lease. So we went from this really good arena with a decent budget to this really shitty arena with an incredible budget. Cause they paid, like they had to buy our lease out and give us money. So we had the most money we could spend, like just living large at this nice arena. I got to play with one of my best buddies from Tonka and who was that Gavin Payne. Yeah. He ended up going to RPI and then, uh, transferring to St. Thomas, but great guy. So you guys um, reunite at St. Thomas or is it? No, he was there when they were D3. And then once I got there, he was already graduated. So, um, yeah, I had a great time. But, like, the, I was also kind of a shutdown defenseman. In BCHL, you need to be scoring a point per game to really get noticed. So I was like, well, I don't know if this is the best place to be. And that's where uh, Kerry Eads, bless his soul, hit me up and goes, um, hey, John, I'd love to have you on my team. But I had already been in cahoots a little bit with Nick Oliver on Sioux Falls. And yeah. we kind of chiseled out this plan where Ollie maybe drafts me or if I don't get drafted, I just tell everyone. You're going back to Langley. Yeah, I'm going back to Langley. Yeah. I told him, yeah, he's like, I'd love to hear him going back to Langley. He's like, all right, uh, right, we'll see about that. And I call Oliver. Love Nick. Wanted to play for him at the time. Such a beauty, man. That great, guy's unreal. Great dude. Yeah, um, and then Eads goes, well, maybe we'll draft you anyway just to see. And I, I told Nick that. I was like, hey, you guys should draft me. I want to come to Sioux Falls. He goes, well, like, I don't know. And then Eads texts me. He goes, yeah, okay, we got you. So if you want to come to Fargo camp, let me know. And whatever. Go to camp. And fucking... Just the greatest year. Like one of the closest teams that I've ever had. Him, Eli Rosendahl, Pierre Paul Lamoureux. Yeah. Just ran. They ran a tight ship, but we had all like we had all the right pieces. And they weren't they were not afraid to make a trade, get a good guy. And we ended up making a run. And it was one of those runs where like I don't know. I don't was know that about the, was you that guys. the team that won it? Yeah. You guys won it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're playing teams that I think the first series we had, I lined up against a guy and he looks at me, he goes, Hey man, we just kind of want to go home. So if you could just sweep yeah. us, like that'd be great. And we're having a great time. Like they we, knew you guys were going to pump, we're going to pump. 
yeah, like we should have got the bye, whatever, but we're playing this three-game series. And we swept them, had to play Omaha, really good team, end up beating them, end up beating Waterloo, President's Cup champion at the time, like wagon, uh, scored the game-winning goal to send us to the finals. Not, not a, a big, big deal. Not a big deal. deal. <laughs> <laughs> Fluttery one-timer. Back bar. The old change-up. Yeah. Got him. Found it. And make it to the finals. So my brothers are coming to watch me. There was a time that I had five guys show up. They didn't tell me during warm-ups. It was Tommy Vanelli, Jimmy Schultz, my brother, my little brother, Jacob Schultz, Nick Green, Gavin Payne, and during warm-ups, they all ripped their tarps off, and they got John, J-O-H-N, exclamation mark, and they're just pushing their stomachs up on the glass. Is this in Fargo down in the beer <laughs> This is in Fargo, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, at Shields Arena, and just incredible time. That's awesome. We end up winning that game. I scored in that game, too, by the way. But... Game four. Are we finding your piece? <laughs> <laughs> this might be the I love finding the piece. <laughs> we're all finding it. <laughs> so we we get to we're playing Youngstown in the finals, which couldn't have been a worse geographical matchup, right? It's Fargo and Youngstown, which is almost Pittsburgh. Opposite sides of the Sixteen USA. hour bus ride. Yikes. So we play our first two games at home split. I will say I gave up a game-winning goal because the guy just got behind me. <laughs> Whatever. Didn't end up mattering. But. Oh, how, how, <laughs> how down are you on, on yourself when that happens? Dude, like, this is... You can't sleep. You're like, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. I deserve to be a loser the yeah. rest of my yeah. life. And <laughs> yeah. my family's there. Like, I remember they interviewed me after the game because I scored. And I'm just, like, sitting there and just, like, answering questions. Just, like... Like, what do you guys want to know from me right now? Like, this is torture. Like, yeah, I just yeah. lost the game for my team. <laughs> Whatever. We go win a game in Youngstown, and then it's game four. And my team was just the most arrogant team ever. We're just like, if, if we want to win, we win the game. Yeah. So before game four, we're like, well, it's going to be a 16-hour bus ride. And we don't know if the coaches are going to let us buy beers if we win. <laughs> So Evan Bell, he's like, I can get us some beers and put them on the bus just in case. (laughs) And like we're meeting with like the older guys and we're like, tell your parents to get as many fucking cases of beer (laughs) in the back of that bus (laughs) as we can. And we just sneak during like as many cases of beer back there, end up clinching that night. And then we just had a stash. And we're fucking partying on the bus. So you won the Clarky in Youngstown and then drove back that night. That bus 16, ride had to have been all yeah, the time. That night. 16 hours. Yeah. I think I woke up hungover in like Madison. <laughs> yeah. Just like nine hours left. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, birds or birdie, can we get a McDonald's stop here? Like, yeah. boys are kind of hungover back there. And he's just like, I just won the Clark Cup. Whatever you guys want. So yeah. end up making it back and just partying that night. But. Who was the That's who was the time. best player on that team? Who was the best player on that team? That team was that team. Or a couple, was, I, I mean, I remember that. I remember team, that, that team, team too. I that Fargo team had a lot of guys come off of that team. Yeah, I think. yeah. So many and I remember guys. paying attention just because I I know Eli. He ran yeah. hockey. That's, That's actually a funny like 
Like I didn't even we, I, I didn't like, know you played Perp, for Fargo, but like I Perp, grew up in Grand Forks. Eli was a hockey academy guy Perp and before I he got the job yeah. at Fargo. Like I mean, he was the guy giving us ice, running us through practices. Lammy was you know around a little. Lammy's out there yeah. sharp, dialing up drills, yeah. and and Birdie, you know, Kerry Eads was helping me. Because his kid lived in East Grand Forks and was my age, and mm-hmm. he coached me since I was, you know, a yeah. squirt up until I was Dude. a Bantam or high school. So yeah, um, we were so deep though. Like they, that coaching staff did such a good job of like figuring out who we needed and like placing the lineup where everything was balanced. And like we had four lines of just guys that yeah. could who go. Were, who were the guys on the team? I know there's a couple bigger names, wasn't there? Or is it some of the bigger names? You'd probably know this one. Griff Lochran ended up. Oh, he Northern, was Northern guy. guy. Northern guy. He ended yeah. up getting Clark Cup. He did really well in the finals. Northern, MVP. He? Yeah. 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 I think he scored 20 goals yeah. last year there. Like Jacob Smith, face drop. Always have a hard time saying that one. Like Spencer Meyer, Captain St. Cloud. Yeah. We had like up and down the lineup. Everyone stacked. Well, so. in order to win the Clark Cup, you do have to have you a stack. You have to have a stack. But usually, when you get a USHL team that's winning the Clark Cup, you got a couple guys. Strauss, man, is our goalie too. Oh, the Michigan guy. Right? Yeah, Michigan guy, like hardest worker that I've ever. Yeah, the guy with uh, who had the problems with, the with Mel con- Pearson. Yeah, with the controversy yeah. with Mel Pearson. Yeah. yeah, I'm also for the record. I'm sorry, Mel, taking Strauss's side here. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw both sides. I've read both sides, and I read Mel just came out with his, uh, you know, his side, his, his side story, story, and I read that. Yeah, um, the rink life. Yeah, yeah, and I and, and I read. I mean, playing at Northern, we Mel was the head coach at Tech, which is our rival, and like I had a few guys I knew on Tech, and it was. I I'm not gonna. I have no idea. I didn't play for Mel, but like he recruited my older makes, brother. Makes me brother. makes me think of. Makes me think the other side of the story is more accurate. For sure. And yeah, and and whenever you read the coach's thoughts, you know, and and it's tough being a head coach because it is. A lot of the times when you're a head coach, you're the bad guy, you're the evil guy. 100%. Um, You know, and and it's even like, you know, Herb Brooks with the 1980 Miracle team. If they lose, everyone's like, well, he fucking worked them too hard. He's a prick. Yeah. But they win and he's the hero. So it's like, you got to make give and take there, and it is a tough position to be in as a head coach. So I, I, I get where Mel's coming from, but when I read Mel's side of it, I mean, um, when he's talking about you know Strauss man and how he's so good, and they kind of got into a feud a little bit, it was like, well, Mel gosh, I'm usually going to take the player's side on that because well, the players he doesn't have anything to gain from you right. know the coach has an image to keep up. Like the players, just like right. this is what happened. Right. That's what fucking happened. Like Mel's obviously he did. He was an unbelievable recruiter. He brought Tech out of, you know, the cellar and made him a national contender. contender I mean, yeah. obviously this guy knows what he's doing, but it's like, I mean, you hear one side, you hear the other, yeah. and you're kind of like it's a he uh, said, yeah. he said, she said, but which always sucks. I mean, because you don't know what. right because I mean, you could be dealing with, you could be believing one side, yeah. and maybe it's a disgruntled player. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just it's well, tough, I mean, most most of the times in those scenarios when it's he said, she said. Both sides did a little something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're both kind of in the wrong, and they're both kind of in the right. And it's tough because you have to pick and choose which one's right and which one's wrong. But a lot of times it's easy to just get the coach out and get another one, exactly. Which, but anyway, but no, that that's pretty cool. I I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah, do my awesome. research enough on you, John. I didn't know you had won that Clark Cup in Fargo. That's 
That's unbelievable. I mean, what's it like getting back to Fargo? Did you guys, you know, do you do you separate right away or do you guys stay a couple of days and celebrate in Fargo a, a little weeks, bit? Huh? <laughs> so it's uh, late May. I think May 26th is when we got back. We got the police escort into Fargo. I remember pulling up into Fargo and there's this guy on his Harley Davidson with two Fargo Force flags off the back. And I was just like, oh, God, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I think we stayed there for kind of just did one of those 72 hour bender type deals. Yeah. And then we're like, well, all my friends are back home. Like love every single one of you guys. Love yeah. you guys. We'll be brothers for life. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel like that's juniors in a nutshell. Though. Yeah. Like, like win or lose at the end of the year, it's like a 17 hour or 72 hour slug fest. And then everyone's just like, I'm out boys. Like, see you later. And it's so sad because you, you you might love, not see those guys. No, ever yeah, again, you, like you love those guys so much at the time, and you're they're your brothers, and some of them you never cross paths with again. I, I've I've told Coley that before too. Like some of the guys like at Northern that were like my best friends up there. Like when I was leaving there, she's like, "Oh, we'll go visit them. We'll see those guys." I'd be like, "Nah, you don't you don't understand how this works. Like when you leave, it's that's all she wrote sometimes, but." And so in Vancouver is when we'd have our nice little bender week type deal. We'd, cause you're in Vancouver. So I'd end the season. We'd hang out in Vancouver on my way back. My buddy Ryan Barrow, national championship, scored the first goal against Mankato this year. He lived in Banff. So I'd go ski with him oh, for a week. Unreal. Like that was like, oh yeah, super justified. Like, but. Yeah, in Fargo, it was so late that we were just like, let's hit it hard, yeah, celebrate, and then. Yeah. I mean, and there's there is a point like when you're bending like that that like, how long can you keep it going? Like it's oh. you can maybe do four or five days if you really want to drag it on. I'm sure some guys did, but I feel like after the first one, two, three nights, like you've done what <laughs> well, you're gonna, you've done well, what you're you gonna know, do. On every team, there's there's you know after the first night. There's a couple of guys that are done. Second night, that's it. Yeah. Third night, and it then trickles. towards it trickles. And then you know the guys that'll end up doing a podcast in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. The guys yeah. <laughs> so John, you you talked about obviously you're you're running um, Fargo. You go to Omaha after. When did this come about? I, I, like, when do you commit to Omaha? How do you how do you choose Omaha? What went into that process for you? So for me. Um, I actually committed to Omaha, like, honestly, right away. I didn't even play a regular season game for Fargo. I played all their preseason games, and then I just got an offer that I couldn't turn down from Omaha. And growing up in – Who was it? Was Blazer still a coach No, the Blazer time? was gone. This was, this was the second year – or this was starting the first year that he was gone. So growing up in watching WCHA hockey – once they changed conferences, I just wanted to play NCHC. Like, that was my thing. I wanted. Yeah. I loved St. Cloud. I loved Duluth. Watching North Dakota, Omaha, Denver, CC. Like, that was the best conference to play. And I will take this to my grave. I think that outside of the NHL, the second best league to play in for a guy that grew up in the Minnesota, North Dakota, Midwest area, the NCHC, is the coolest league to play in outside of that the NHL. 
Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm biased and everyone knows because I'm a, I'm a huge North Dakota guy and college guy, but I would agree. I mean, there's, you know, when they, when they made the NCHC, you know, my first year college was the first year of the NCHC and it was actually quite devastating. Like we've talked about because, you know, we all love the WCHA and I wanted to play in the WCHA and I wanted to play the Gophers and I want to play Wisconsin. Um, so that kind of sucked, but you know, the teams that we brought in Miami, um, Western to kind of replace those teams were, you know, out of all the teams we could have chosen from unbelievable teams to, to enter into the league just with, you know, when I played my freshman year, Miami was unbelievable and Western's a fun place to play just because they have a ridiculous student section Crazy. there. Um, Crazy. But I would agree. I would agree for sure. But I yeah, so, you know, like, honestly, best three years of my life up to this point, like, still, I haven't peaked yet, obviously, but... Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, got to play three years there. My first year, we weren't great, and I think we won nine games, but our group was like right up there with that that Fargo group, like just super tight knit, and like we're I'm getting to play places like North Dakota, Duluth, St. Cloud. I got to play my brother four times, and just an incredible place. Like coming from Fargo, looking up to those college play like college places to play i had never stepped foot in the ralph before my first game there and coming right up the road from fargo just being on the ice i think that first dash that i took (laughs) was the coolest dash oh yeah that i could ever take in my life hearing that crowd yeah that's a good that's a good point to bring up because Obviously, a dash is terrible, but there's some dashes you take, and you're like, "Pretty sick." And that was like, we obviously, you know, when I was in college, we never played the Gophers until my senior year. We played them the Frozen Four in Philadelphia, but we went to Mariucci my senior year, and um, the Friday night we we tied five to five, and they they scored like right off the bat against us and the whole arena erupted and they're singing the M I N N. And I'm like, I got chills on my back. I'm like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. Like, this is unbelievable. North Dakota's got the fireworks. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, it wasn't really my fault. It's like, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And, and like, I was expecting maybe some Fargo fans to be there. So like right after a whistle for an intermission, like or uh, TV timeout, someone goes, "Hey Johnny," and I'm like, "Oh, maybe I know this guy." I turn around, it's some fat guy with a red beard. He's just <laughs> going double middle finger. I was just like, "Is that Tillman, the red pepper owner?" <laughs> <laughs> he, sits, he sits right behind the bed. Be. <laughs> Paul's seats are behind the bed. Yeah. Might have been. That's hilarious. That's unbelievable. That weekend. They had a Dirks Bentley concert at the Alara Center, and Saturday during the game, they announced over the uh, speaker, they're like, "So I eighty, I think it's I eighty, right? The the highway that goes south. I twenty nine. I twenty nine. I twenty nine is actually shut down now. So anyone who's trying to take I twenty nine, hopefully you can get a hotel room 
And I'm just listening, kind of like, well, maybe we get to go out in Forks tonight. Yeah. Turns out we didn't, but our coaches found a hotel room. So about 11.45 p.m. when the coaches leave to go to their hotel, which none of the players got to stay at, of course. We look at liquor stores around the area and we see that there's a Happy Harry's, which is a 40 minute, <laughs> 40 minute walk away from, yeah. but it's like, oh, it's totally a mile away. The story yeah. is old as time. Yeah. And we're like, well, the coaches just left. If we sprinted there, maybe we could get a couple cases of beer and enjoy them down in the green room for the night. So me and a handful of guys end up sprinting over to Happy Harry's, getting as many 30 racks as we can carry. And then we're not going to sleep on the bus in the basement of the Ralph. We just hung out in the green room, yeah. enjoyed a couple beers until the coaches came back in the morning. Then we all got on the bus and went back to Omaha. So That's actually awesome. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So you guys, so you guys parked, obviously you parked the bus because it goes underneath at the yeah. Ralph. And the coaches went and got a hotel room, and you guys just sat in the green room down there yep. where the bus pulls in, right? I mean, they've remodeled it, I think, now, but, yep. like, right off to the right there, right? Yep. And you guys yep. just crush beers just, all night. That's unreal. Yeah. That's unreal. Oh, that's, a, that's an all-time That's story. an all-time. I would love to have that moment. Like, that, you know, yeah, the more fun moments are when you get to go out and go to the bars or whatever, but the more memorable moments... Or times like that yeah. when it's kind of shitty, but you make the most of it, yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's a that's an unreal story. That's yeah. sick. But I mean, I obviously playing in the Ralph is dream come true. Like it's the most incredible place. It's probably the coolest hockey arena in the world, right? I mean, got to be up there. There's there's I mean, there's there's NHL rinks that I think you know hold more people and um. Might be better atmospheres and playoffs, NHL playoffs, but the how they built the Ralph with the granite, with the leather seats, with it's how it's, they maintain it's the most it. immaculate arena. It's the most immaculate arena you could ever walk into, and and how they maintain it. Like to think it was built in two thousand, it's already twenty two years old. And if you walked into it right now, you'd think it's a brand new arena. How they maintain it and how they keep it pristine, it's insane. It's just nuts. I mean, you don't you don't walk in there like it's a funny thing when you think about it. So it's that was 2000, right? And I'm probably going to get this date wrong, but the old Ralph was built in like 1977-78. That's 22 years. And it was like we got to get this thing torn do down you? and rebuilt. This yeah. thing's falling apart. So it's like that's like a credit to how nice the new Ralph is because like you walk in there today and if you've never been there, you're like, this is the nicest arena this I've is, seen in my life. This was built yesterday. You're like, this arena will be around for a hundred years. Yeah. Like it's that nice. It's, and that's like the, the argument to make, you know, like when you're buying ex, expensive clothes or expensive underwear, or cheap underwear, or cheap socks, um, the cheap stuff, doesn't last as long. Was this a chill boy? Buy some chill boys, yeah. But yeah, but the chill boy stuff lasts <laughs> forever. Bamboo. But yeah, I mean, it's like you know, you you buy you, you spend some money on something, you're buying quality. It's gonna last a little longer. Yeah. And I think that's they did that right with the Ralph when they built it. I don't think they, they bought quality. They went 
like above and beyond. They went, but, <laughs> like, I mean, can you? I don't remember. I mean, I was like six years old when this thing was built. They didn't built. buy the nicest concrete, they bought granite yeah. floors for the <laughs> oh, entire concourse. When that thing was built, I was six years old. If I was this age now, at in 2000 when it was built, I mean, I would have, I would have been like, this is fucking nuts. Because it yeah. still is nuts when you walk in there with a every all the I, I just don't understand it. And you're right, I think it will stand for. Oh. It's gonna be like a Lambo field. Like it, I mean, it'll be. I mean, I don't think they ever tear it's down. Iconic, the it's an iconic arena. Yeah. Like no matter. I I think in my lifetime, before I pass, if I make it to ninety years old or whatever, I think the Ralph will still be being played in by UND. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't see a scenario where they're just like. Well, let's gas the Ralph. We'll we'll build something better. Like no. I mean, unless for some reason Grand Forks hits the old accelerator button on population or something, and there's a demand for more seats. But like, I don't really see that happening. No, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, John, you're talking about UNO and and how you went to UNO. And, um, you know, you're in college, playing in the NCHC. And you mentioned playing against your brother four times in a season. I mean, what is that experience like? I've always imagined myself, you know, I always, my brother Ty was two years younger than me and he was, he was playing at Lincoln Stars. He was a good hockey player and ended up just not liking the game enough and, and quitting. But I always pictured, you know, what it would be like to play against my brother sure. in, a, in a game like that, that, you know, D1 college, you, Omaha playing St. Cloud. Yeah. Um, you, you think about your parents and in your parents' eyes, like the, there's nothing better than that. I mm. mean, wh- what is that experience like playing against Jimmy? And you know, Jimmy, how Jimmy is, and yeah. you're right there with him. Yeah. I mean, what does that feel like? It was that was that was single handedly the coolest experience that I've ever had playing hockey. Like up in St. Cloud was the first time I got to play him. Like we had my entire family there. We're running. I don't know, 25, 30 people deep coming to watch us. And even though we kind of got absolutely waxed, it was so cool. Like just getting to like glance up into the stands and see someone, you know, just like, I'm honestly at a loss for words, like looking up to this guy my entire life and honestly kind of cheering for the, Huskies, Huskies right? to yeah, win. Like, uh, yeah, you yeah. want your brother to win. Yeah, and then next thing you know, I'm I'm playing against him at the Herb. Like, that was so cool. And You 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 kind of ran into a buzzsaw that year because I think when you played them, St. Cloud was unbelievable. They were, oh my and goodness. especially when they were playing on home ice on that Olympic-sized oh sheet and they got the power yeah. play going. Oh. When, when you take a penalty in St. Cloud, it's like, well – we're down a goal. Just add one to yeah. Add you can one to add the just add one to the scoreboard. Yeah, well, take well, two minutes off the time. Who was all on that <laughs> unit again? That that was a loaded power play unit, yeah. wasn't it for St. Cloud? Every year I played St. Cloud, their power play unit was like you know we played so many teams, and every year we played St. Cloud it was like this is the best power play we're seeing. It was like Johnny Brodzinski taking one timers, or also it was Jimmy Jimmy up top fucking distributing, or also taking one timers. Like I was like, Blake you can't, yeah, and he, you can't Lizotte. fucking yeah, stop. Noel, Robbie Jackson, yeah, well, yeah. When I was playing, it was like Cal Casilla, um, Johnny Brodzinski. I mean, you can even go back. You get like those. Who was the guy that? Uh, 
Joey Benick. Yeah, Joey, Joey Benick. Joey Benick would score. Was the, uh, there was a guy that like won the Hobie like years ago. Drew LeBlanc. Drew LeBlanc. Yeah, Drew LeBlanc. Yeah. That guy was like insane in college. Yeah. Hockey, yeah. Just go bar down every single time. You got it one time. Yeah. Like, come on. So, I mean, we'll move on past Omaha, but I mean, I do want to talk about you playing against your brother again. I mean, it's unbelievable. We talk about, I've talked about with friends in the past, just this past week about, you know, families that create um, multiple kids that play either D1 or professional, like the Watt family or, you know, even like the Sedins or um, the Duluth guys, the Cates. They're both playing the same Philly team right now. It's like, you know, you have a kid and you have a, like a 0.00001% chance of that kid making it to the top league in any sport. And to have two of them or even three or four, it's like the, the genes you're spitting out with that couple. It's like, you know, like some of those families, like the Stahl family. Yeah. To get that Stahl family, the odds of that happening is like, I, I've looked it up before. The statistics of that happening is like you getting hit like 27 times by a lightning bolt in your life. <laughs> to have three kids. To have like three, four kids play in the NHL. And then it's also like, not just play in the NHL, but be like but, good yeah. at NHL But be like, like almost like nearly Hall of Famers. Yeah, like it's crazy. like. And probably two of the three of them will be. Or three of them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Eric's probably a surefire. I mean, Jordan's pretty fun yeah. too. Yeah. Like, no, and I mean, I mean, your, your family, your, your parents are almost similar to yeah. even making college sports. You know, like if you look at the percentages that play D one, any college sport, I mean, it's 0.01%. Yeah. And to have two or even three, like, you know, yeah. like. I mean, the Osmus family is far nuts. off. You got yeah. you and Ty and you got, I mean, Ty easily could have played. I mean, then you got, Trey, too. Yeah. I mean, he's also a Division One athlete. Like, th- how does that happen? I think it's just nuts. So, I can give credit to my dad here. My mom's a really good athlete, and my dad did a really good job finding a really good athlete for a wife. Yeah, that's, I think that's that is was, key. Yeah. There's like got to be an athletic huh. gene. On well, you sides. know, your 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 dad when you're younger is always talking about like, well, you know, <laughs> I think she'd be a good prospect. She's a breeder, <laughs> you know, like. She, you know, you got that, you got that term. She's a breeder. It's like <laughs> she's an athlete. You, if you have a kid with her, they might end up in the NBA or something. Yeah. So, you got that to think about. You, whenever you're picking a girl to spend your life with, you think about a little bit of that stuff. Like, I'm pretty excited to see Perp's son Lou, because Perp comes from a really athletic family, um, very good at baseball, very good at hockey, and his wife was also a very good athlete. So my expectations for Lou are very high. I mean, I, I think if if you don't get Lou in a good position, it's on me. It's on you. It's on me. It feels on it feels like it's on me. I feel like he's taking the right steps. He just turned one, which is a big milestone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, obviously I mean I honestly like Looking at it now, I think her family honestly could bring more to the table than mine, to be honest. Like, she's got the speed, which is like, yeah, which is something I lacked, you know. So, if he has speed, a little more agility than I had, 
and gotta, just get the skills you had. I gotta, mean, gotta gotta credit the mom on that one a little bit because it doesn't come from the purple side. So it's got a bright future. Yeah, we'll um, see what happens with old Lou though. He's he's a good boy. I like that. Well, well, I do want to move on to so John played at UNO Omaha, and then he did go to St. Thomas for his last year of yep. college, which was the first year St. Thomas became D one, and I've told John. I have a tremendous amount of belief in the St. Thomas um, future. Me too. I think, you know, personally, I think they have the money to create the facilities that they want because they're a private school. They've got a lot of donors who are really wealthy. They've got the money to create a really good hockey community and program within St. Paul that's almost right next to the XL, right next to the Wild. Um, But John experience the first year they made the transition so i mean what was that like being on a team who was d3 the year before and then they just trans transition into d1 you got a new coach you've got i don't know if you had players from the d3 team a little bit half, and then new the team yeah yeah and then and then new recruits coming in yeah. i mean what what is that experience like coming from an omaha team who's playing the nchc which is yeah. You know, the gauntlet of... Yeah. So, playing the NCHC to the CCHA was quite a bit different, but um, kind of making that jump from D3 to D1, like, it's a big step, right? For sure. Carrying on half the guys, like, and these guys, good players, right? But, I don't know, it was just, it was tough, right, to say the least. Um, I think the... I mean, we won three games, right? We had to play Mankato six different times last year. Which is like... They were the best team in the country. Yeah, yeah like it's crazy. Denver won. Mankato. Absolute too, yeah. gauntlet. But, Which, honestly, is probably like a one and those Mankato <laughs> And those Mankato guys are averaging 25 years of age, and they're just yeah. full-on men. Yeah. yeah. Good hockey players playing college hockey. Is, yeah. You don't have a chance. Yeah, I remember so, when you guys played the hockey day hockey day game. We played, we played at 9 a.m. I'm not sure if you caught it, though. <laughs> The Lady Hornets took an L to the Andover Huskies, but <laughs> anyway, on with on with your story. Yeah, so like, couldn't be happier to play at home, right? St. St. Paul is home to me. Grew up in Minnetonka. My whole life after Minnetonka was playing so far away, so really got to experience playing at home and having my parents be at every single game. Incredible. Got to play with my best friend growing up that was on Tonka with me, Jacob Berger lived with him like off the ice couldn't have been a better experience but that being said we won three games right stinks i will give a ton of credit to the boys like there was never a time where guys were like sitting there like moping our heads and just being Always being positive because yeah. you know, yeah, like I mean, the ex, you didn't have too much expectations for the team. Like it was like, yeah. it's your first year. What do you expect out yeah. of these guys? You know, they they're just bringing guys in. They don't have a program going yet. It's yeah, you got to create right. a culture. Like, do you but guys, on the same note, there had to have been some like, yeah. you know, hope it would have been you yeah. know more than three. You know, oh. like because you look around the room, you know, you're bringing guys like you in, the uh, the goalie from North Dakota. Yeah. You got, I mean, like the. I mean, there was guys that came in. No, you yeah, had they, Grant Loven from Northern yeah. Michigan. I mean, you, they, they brought wasn't in, like a, they brought in some... good players, and they brought in Rico, who 
had some unbelievable Miami of And that's Ohio what I was going to ask about is like, did Rico, like as far as like, you know, starting a program from scratch, like, did you feel like, you know, cause obviously everyone knows, everyone knows about his like success at yeah. Miami and like what he did with those teams as a young coach, yeah. as a coach, 10 years past those years where he had success at Miami, like what was it like playing for him on like a, I mean, for less of words, like an expansion yeah. college team, you know, what was it like having him as a coach? Yeah. I mean, so think about this. So we got him his 400th win when he turned 50. So he was 50 That's years crazy. old and he had already won 400 college hockey games. That's crazy. So he's got some high expectations, right? The boys have high expectations for ourselves too. But at the same time, we're not meeting those expectations. So there's this, it's a weird thing. Like I remember so many times going home from school with Peter Tome from North Dakota. We, we were both in grad school and we would drive home together, kind of just like vent to each other. We're like, is this, man, it's, it's December right now. We have, we have one win, like different and we're kind of just saying like, man, we're playing college hockey. We're living in St. Paul, Minnesota. Like things are still really going well for us. Yeah, pretty good. And I remember one time where maybe the boys kind of had a low point in the season. We just played Mankato for the first time and we lost nine to zero. And I love you guys know Dan Campbell, I would assume, coach of the Lions. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Dan Campbell from the Lions, yeah. So, it was a similar time in the year where they came off a 44-6 to loss against the Eagles, who the Eagles last year weren't very good. And on Monday, he brought all his team by the facility. He got the game tape. Buried it. Fucking buried it. Yeah. Built Dug a big hole and just was like, this is what we're doing at this game. Yeah. Dug a big hole. It's fucking gone. Yeah. Filled it in. Whatever. So we played Mankato down there on a Thursday. Lost 9-0. to zero. Had Friday to regroup. Day off. And I was like, and keep in mind the next week they tied the Steelers. So I was like, you know what? If Dan Campbell could tie the Steelers with that team. Maybe we just bury the game film. So me and Joey Sofo, who's kind of a TikTok guy, decided, I was like, Joey, let's make a video. Let's bury the game film. So we did this big, stupid, drawn-out video of me getting the game film just on a fake DVD, driving it down to the river in St. Paul, burying it, spitting That's unbelievable. It. That's I awesome. love this. <laughs> and sending it to the boys. And then on Saturday, we lost 6-1 to one at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, might not have worked for us, but also we were playing the same opponent, number one team in the country. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the year, after my exit meeting and after I said, like, I'm going to pursue a, a job in accounting, it's time for me to use my brain for once in my life. Uh, after I left that exit meeting... I made a group chat with all the coaches and sent them that video. Never got a response. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Nothing? They did not respond to it. I'd, so to this day, I don't know if they thought it was funny 
Or if they're pissed at me for making a video. How is it not how is that not great? I mean that's unbelievable. Hopefully it was like talked about and then like like they kinda just all like I, like that's what well, I was like in well, my brain. It's, yeah. like, it's like they like joke, like, oh, that's a great, like, and then like yeah. nobody, well, yeah, nobody he, actually responded, yeah, but it was like it was talked about. Because, you like, know, like sometimes you forget to respond to a text. So I, I hope it's that scenario where they kind of like saw it and laughed and like forgot to respond. But that's unbelievable. I mean, how do you not do that at that time? Like, this video was he, well done. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so in my tiny little brain, I like to think that. They got a good laugh out of it, and they're just like, we're not responding yeah. to him. Like, we're not giving him the time of day. Yeah. That was a bad weekend. We all know it. But. So, so John, when you, you know, as you get a little older, um, you know, in my sense and in Perp's sense, you know, he's he's hoping Northern Michigan wins games. I hope UND does well. Are you hoping, you know, UNO has a good season and St. Thomas or for sure? Oh, 100%. Like these two programs gave me such a good opportunity that I think I did my best. Like I did my best for both those teams, right? Mm -hmm. I owe them. My whole goal in my hockey career was to play college hockey. And they both gave me the opportunity to do that. I'm cheering for both of those as much as I can. Like I want those two teams to have so much success. Yeah. And like, I don't know if anyone, like, I don't know if I'd be able to justify me not wanting them, even though like things went like things ended kind of poorly at Omaha where I had to kind of pick a new place to play. And like, I wasn't getting the playing time that I wanted, but like, there's no sour taste in my mouth about how that went. Like, I owe these programs so much for just like letting me do that. Like I said, when I came on this podcast, just like my college hockey career, I'm happy just happy to be to here. Be here. Yeah. And like, I think that I, I live that and college hockey is the coolest thing that I will ever do. And I think that I'm kind of realizing now, maybe, maybe 24 was my peak, maybe 25. <laughs> no, but I'm like, yeah. I'm cheering for those teams to have success. For and, sure. I mean, it, it'd be impossible not to if you right. had a good experience at both. And I did want to ask, you know, when you're outside, you're gone from St. Thomas now. Um, I do have a feeling in my, you know, just just knowing what St. Thomas has to bring. This is my question. I was I was curious about what your feeling is towards the program. Like, where do you think it's going to go under Rico? Like, you were there, you were inside of it. Like the outside perspective, I think is the same where it's like, I think everyone's like St. Thomas is going to be good in in no time at all. And I, and I feel like just from, it'd be interesting to hear your perspective being on the inside. I don't know what's going on with the rink rink ordeal over there, but like, obviously they'll get one at some point, but I'm just curious, like the direction, like out of the gate, like, does it feel like they're going to be, be a program that's going to be successful quick or is it going to be like a 10 year thing? Cause like in my mind, I'm like, shit, like I feel like, I feel like they'll they be have good the money. Like, I feel like they'll be good in five years. Like I feel like they'll be like contending in the top yeah. 16, like for national tournaments, like in five. I years. I think so like, too. I, I mean, they have the money. They they're right next to Location. the XL with wild. They're in Minnesota. 
it's a good yeah it's a good degree to get if you want to go to school Great school yeah it's it, it, they have everything that they need to make it a powerhouse in college hockey. I mean, I, I th- you know, and yeah, that's where I was going before with, you know, at, before you said that was, I think they're going to be the juggernaut in the CCHA. It's not going to be Mankato. So it's going to be St. Thomas to beat. I'd like to hear what he has to say about like, just like St. Thomas in the direction. I'd be it, curious, just like inside perspective. It will not be long. So the big question mark is the arena, right? Yeah. I'm hearing rumblings that they're doing this, doing that. I don't know. I'm not that much on the inside. I wish I was. Rico, I'd love to be more on the inside <laughs> if you could put me. Get somewhere. him in, but, Rico. Come on. He's a good guy. But it's not going to be long. Like, from my experience, how can you not, like, how can you not debate an offer from Minnesota, St. Thomas? Like, granted, Big Ten budgets. Seems Whatever, like no like, once it's so many guys are choosing playing time, and yeah. like think about St. Cloud or Mankato, like they're stealing recruits from the Gophers left and right just because. And even Duluth now, I mean, back in the day, like Duluth, I mean, St. Cloud, Mankato, they all used to be kind of second tier teams to Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin. I mean, even Bemidji now, just became a hard yeah. team to like play and now, against and play, yeah. you know. And now all these teams. They're not second tier. I mean, they're no. on the same level as like, North Dakota, this Minnesota. Like, if a Bemidji goes into Minnesota, like, it's not a guaranteed no. sweep for the Gophers. No. If St. Cloud goes in, like, I'm putting my money on the Huskies. Like, yeah. it's like a, it, I mean, that's where college hockey is, right? And that's kind of the cool thing about college hockey is the parody that you see, like, everywhere. Like, there's the outliers. I mean, you got, like, you know, a St. Thomas who comes in, you know, with half a roster of D3 where it's like there's some struggles, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, you look down the line, like if you look at the CCHA on any given weekend, they could walk into any big programs team and win. You know, that's kind of the cool thing about college hockey. I think is just like the parity. The oh. you know, that's you never 100%. you 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 can't take a weekend off. No, and no. it means, and that's why I think college. You know, if you look at the past between CHL, you know, juniors playing juniors up in Canada and going to pro. In the past, in like the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, that was the route to go if you wanted to play in the NHL. It's, 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 it's like, it's like strongly curving towards NCAA. playing college hockey yeah. and getting to play against these, you know, I mean, two years ago or a year ago, the, the Mankato team was older than the New Jersey Devils on average yeah. age. Yeah. It's crazy. like they're it's older than NHL. T- like you're playing against old, experienced, like good hockey players. I mean, there's no but and and not to mind you. I mean, when you're playing in juniors, you guys remember when you're playing in the USHL or NHL, or whatever. Some of those games, it's like I don't give a fuck if we win or lose this one. I mean, it's game fucking thirty-two <laughs> out of seventy-six. Yeah, mid-season on a Saturday. It's yeah. like a, it's like mid-season on a Wednesday. It's like, how do I get up for this one? But college, college, you got, college, you, got you only have games. so many games. It's like every game you yeah. have to get up for, yeah. and you have to play your best hockey. I mean, a, every game. I mean, else. A, a Friday night in October against. I mean, we're talking about Denver playing Notre Dame. Yeah. That could be the reason Denver or Notre Dame 
doesn't make the NCAA tournament. Exactly. Like every game matters. Like it it's matters crazy. so much. And I think that's what prepares you for pro the best because when you're in pro, it's like you need to be at your best every single game. Mm-hmm. And when you're in juniors, I mean, you're a young kid. It's like, fuck, I'm tired. I just ate, you know, Subway for the <laughs> – 76th time on the year and i just had a fucking <laughs> you know, subway melt <laughs> and i just rode the bus for nine hours and i'm getting off the bus and i'm playing a game in 45 minutes it's like how am i supposed to give my all to this but I mean, yeah i normally love domino's pizza but yeah man, it's getting old <laughs> but it is kind of cool to see that switch and it is it is fun to have a saint thomas guy in here who went through it and went through that program and I don't know. Like, if I were, I think if I were in your shoes, John, I would, you know, I'd be, I'd love Omaha, but I'd be wearing the St. Thomas hat because I know, like, these guys are going to be fucking good. They're going to be good this year. And the cool thing is living here, like, you can kind of wear both hats, oh, right? 100%. Like, because Omaha's only going to come here here and there, right? So, like, yeah. living here, you'd be like, I'm a St. Thomas guy. I was Dude. here, I was on the first, first team, and then you can. Yeah. I'm also an Omaha guy. Yeah. Like and they're making a run, you know. Well, and even, yeah, yeah. Wear both hats. Yeah. And even cool. saying you're on the first, you're on the first St. Thomas team. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking like because cool. it's inevitable. I mean, like obviously it's not inevitable to win a national championship, but like they're gonna make runs. They're gonna be good. Yeah, they're gonna be a team. Oh, they're I, gonna be know. right there. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd bet my life before I died, St. Thomas. Yeah, isn't it? It's just you can never guarantee a national championship. Obviously, they're hard to win. Like North Dakota has won in. 23 years so it's like they're hard to win you know like but it's i think they're going to be in the mix which is oh for sure i mean it's it's college it's like it's not like pro it's well then you and you can also look at like saint thomas's other athletics as a d3 school their football games are pretty awesome aren't they like they're d3 so they got good everyone's d1 now oh yeah right right. when they were d3 though like their football games are good i mean But like they got great they alumni, good fans. a lot of money in their alumni. alumni. They got a lot of people who are proud of where they went to school, which is like oh, probably the coolest thing about St. Thomas is like. And they got plums. Plums. And <laughs> you ask anyone about plums, they know plums. But you ask, <laughs> you run into someone who went to St. Thomas, they're going to let you know they went to St. Thomas, which I think is pretty cool because. That's a big part of college. Like that's their you alumni. Want people yeah. people who go are, there. People to are be proud happy of where about, they went to school. Yeah, proud so. about where they yeah. went to school. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, I just. St. Thomas has such a bright future. I think I I personally think they're going to be the number one over the Gophers pretty soon because, wow, you know that's, that's tough though. Like it's going to be tough. But there'll be years where there's probably you know, but that's it'll be it's going to be tough. Be a recruiting battle. But you know, like when we were growing up, when would ever when would anyone think about the Gophers football team over the hockey team? When we were growing up, in my years, never. No. Yeah. It never. No. Now, it's the football team. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Me no too. one. I mean, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm a big. I've, 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 I love. I, I love I had, the Gophers football team. I, had, I, I, I want, had. I had Lou in a Gopher sweatsuit at daycare yesterday. Yeah. I'm a big Gopher guy. No, for I mean, football. Yeah, and for I mean, UND people. You know, and basketball. If they ever, if they're ever good at basketball, yeah. cheer for them basketball team. Being a UND guy, people from Grand Forks get mad that I cheer for the Gophers football team, but it's like. No. What I, I'm well, in I mean, town, not, you know, like true. yeah, I'm in town. I, I go to their games. They're fun, you know. Man. Like it's... I'm a Michigan football te- Michigan football fan as well because I lived there for two years and I went to their games. 
unbelievable atmosphere. I want them to win. I want the Gophers football oh. team to do well. Yeah. Why would I not? I'm you going should, to their you games. should join me and Brady on our trip because now I have like five teams that cheer for them. Literally <laughs> yeah. wearing my Ohio State hat right now. So every, I mean, yeah, a Big Ten campus football like it's literally right here. Like, how do you not cheer for them? It's like one of the coolest things. Like if they're playing Penn State in November and they're seven and one, it's all time. making a run at the Big Ten title. And, like it's and it sucks to say because I'm a, I'm a hockey guy, but you can't compete with football. Well, no. In the Big not, Ten. Not in, in America. With, with hockey. In America. <laughs> in this country. You can't compete with football. So now that the Gophers football team is relevant, I think this is opening the door to St. Thomas hockey because St. Thomas has a football team, but they're not the Gophers. No. That's an amazing they, stretch they you just made there. I, I don't even know how that correlates, but the Gopher I, football team being good – Opening the door for St. Thomas seems crazy, but I I kind of see what you're I saying. I think it is, man. Because but also, I mean, when we were growing up, no one's talking about the Gopher football team. But wouldn't you play- think? But see, now if you're recruiting me, which I'm not everybody, but if you're recruiting me and you're the Gophers, and I didn't have this opportunity because obviously I wasn't that good, but Northern and Minnesota and the Minnesota football team is as good as they are now, and I'm like, holy shit. So, Minnesota game it, days. It is you also know, like a It's a tool. Like, is it not a tool? That's something. I want to go there. They got a good football the new, team. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I'll say about the Gophers getting the, the new TV deal with UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten. Man. They're going to have like an, an extra like $350 million to play with. And like that's not all going to the football team. Like they're going to. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And now, well, and that's what and, now, and, with... it, and people sleep on Dinky Town, but I'm now Dinky five. Yeah, it can be scary. <laughs> but I've I've been to a lot of college football cities now. I'm five years into my tradition, and Dinky Town holds its own. Like it's yeah. it's pretty it sweet. It's pretty it's sweet area. In terms of just Minneapolis and not having like that big of a football team, like. What are we? I mean, I think the Gophers football teams like on the level of Purdue, maybe the Boilermakers they lost like, to them last weekend. <laughs> so I mean, that makes sense. Right? No, yeah, but I'm saying like on terms of like their elite level, like maybe where Iowa. they're at school wise, yeah. I think they're on the same level. Well, uh, they're not as smart of a school as Purdue, but I would like to think they're a better athletic school than Purdue. Yeah, even though they lost, but I think there's two questions. When Gage is going to peak, <laughs> and then when Gopher football is going to ruin Gopher hockey, we'll see. Only time will tell. It's honestly one of the. It's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> no, and I, I what Gage peaking? I because Gage, if I'll, I will invite you to my peak party, you're invited too. Well, We're all gonna. No one knows I'm if I peaked. To, yet. I'm sorry to tell you guys this, but we've already discussed. I peaked at 15. Yeah, I think I peaked. Peaked too. at 15. Peaked in. You're juniors. peaking. I had a son. I just peaked. I have a one-year-old son. Yeah, he had a son. He thinks he's nails because he has this sick kid who can dunk over the other kids. And your kid can dunk. He's what? He's he's a good he's a good boy. Oh, his his kid. So Lou, Perp's kid. Lou's gotten more airtime on this podcast than most. So Lou Perp's kid. uh, He's a one-year-old and he's very advanced for his age. So Perp will send us snaps. Of Lou kind of being a little bully, so he's at he's at like daycare and they're playing basketball and these other kids are trying to like shoot basketball into the hoop and Lou will come up and 
<laughs> block the ball and he'll grab the ball and just go and dunk it in the hoop. <laughs> That's really good news. And he's he's a, he's kind of like being a little bully about it, but it's like also when you're in perps, you know, you're on perps side, it's like, I'm not going to tell him not to do that. Yeah. He's a good boy. Just, <laughs> obviously, he's a good boy. You don't have to put as much money in that 529, maybe. He works hard. He's yeah. a good boy. He's just turn one. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, this podcast started late because he didn't want to go to bed, which is a knock on him. Yeah, yeah, that's a knock on him. Um, well, we might as well end it there. John, thanks for sharing their story. Um. John. Minneapolis guy lives Great in Minneapolis you, now. Love to have him on again as a recurring guest. I would love to. You know, maybe in a in a year or two to talk St. Thomas hockey where they've progressed. Perp will be on a couple more times for sure because he's just he's the co-host that fills in. So I'm also like to be a guest again, but maybe I'll maybe I'll produce for you guys at some point. Yeah, if he gets COVID <laughs> again. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like last time I was here when Dewey came, he was here. He was fighting sick over there. Is is Jack always sick? Mike, is, that, is he? Does he? Does Does Mace have a bad diet? Is Mace not taking care of himself? What happens when Wait. you're always kind of sick a little bit? Has Mace peaked? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.